0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Derek Pernasiglio Show. Remember to follow us on YouTube. Hit that like and subscribe button down below. The more followers and watchers and viewers we get, the more shows we can bring you. Also, remember to follow us on social media, Facebook at the same name, The Derek Pernasiglio Show. We're also on Twitter, which is now called X, at RealDP Show, and also at RealDP Show on Instagram as well. Uh, We're blowing up. We're on Race in America now, we're on Tubi, we're on Fubo, so uh, check us out on any of those apps. They are available on some of the new televisions that are sold out there. But today's episode, we have got one of the legends of Long Island Modified Racing, and he has got tons of stories. He brought a bunch of pictures with him as well. Carl Miller joins us, and Carl... Thank you, and uh, we definitely appreciate you coming by here.
1: Pleasure. I'm honored and and thrilled to be here. Actually, I was kind of shocked to figure you scrape scraping the bottom of the barrel to get somebody <laughs> like me to come in. But no, no, no. Uh, we I've, like uh, storytellers, I, and I've always been told that. That you know, I have a hundred stories of just I've been around so much. You know, between my dad being a flagman at Iceop Speedway and being such an icon that he was, mm-hmm. I got to meet so many of the people. You know, the, the legends, Bugsy Stevens. The, you know the cooks, Freddie DeSaros, all of those guys, and got to know them. And so that, as a kid, and then going to work for Freddie Harback later on is another legend. You know, so it it put me in great... I always said I was I was so lucky growing up because I was at so many of the great places as a young kid. You know, it just I was just fortunate.
0: Well, so, oh, then you also drove a NASCAR modified for yep. years. Yep. You you ran at iso speedway yep. back in long island riverhead yep. raceway as well yep. i remember seeing your race modifieds growing up as a kid that's cool uh you know the the red number 99 cars yep. uh uh but uh your dad had also raced too before becoming a flag man didn't he
1: yeah freeport speedway for from 57 on till 64 and my, my dad's claim to fame was um, back in that era, I used to talk about appearance money, right? This guy used to get appearance money, da 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 da. And my dad always said, he goes, I'm the only guy you that got paid disappearance money. Because <laughs> he wasn't very good. <laughs> and, and, and back then, the consies at Freeport Speedway used to pay. A decent amount like they were only it for $400 to win or something like that for the features. Well, for some reason, the consies used to pay like yeah,
0: a, 400 back in 1970
1: it, yeah. or 60? No, what? 60. This is That's you know, a lot of like, money, which back is, back is, then. Right, right? Right, it was like three, four hundred dollars. Right. Well, for some reason, the consies used to pay like a hundred. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but. So my dad was a weapon. I mean there's no two ways about it. <laughs> so the one he was starting on the pole, they and then his that's the only thing he only won one race in his life and it was a consi, right? Okay. Cause the guys kind of let him win, right? Okay. So the next week he's on the pole again for the consi, and the guys are like, This is not good. So they took a collection. Ten there was ten guys in the consi. ten dollars each they chipped in for him to not race. <laughs> <laughs> And he t- so anyway, he, and he t- he was proud of telling that story. But when he climbed in that flag stand, that was his home, man. He was he was the man, he was know. magical. And getting back to that, my dad always told me he was a New York City cop, right? By uh, that's his, what he, his, 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 day his day real job, job right? His I day mean, day. cop, detective, worked undercover and stuff like oh, that. Oh, so he was playing clothes, okay, yeah. Gotcha. yeah right, later on, he he was started out as a motorcycle mechanic, mm-hmm. you know, cop mechanic, didn't do, and then used to ride the parades and stuff like that. Um, and then. In sixty three four, when motorcycles became the big thing, they didn't know what they were or how to identify them. My dad was a motorcycle mechanic. Well, they made him a detective to train everybody. Mm-hmm. On and then he worked plain clothes undercover. You know the whole nine yards. So he got caught up in that what they called the NAP Commission, and that was bad news. That they, the bad cops were trying to get rid of the good cops, mm-hmm. and they were trying to. My dad got caught up in it. You know, my dad was by the book kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So he hated that for that. And then being a race car driver, he kind of hated, not hated being, but he wasn't good at it. So later on, after all we did, now I worked as an official, as a runner, all this my, as a kid with my dad. Because then by 66, he was flagging races. I'm 10 years old, so that's where I was going. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. And I, enjoyed, But oh man, I like them cars, you know. And we got hooked up into buying Paul McElhaney's old street stock when I was working for Freddie Harback. Mm-hmm. And, and the, how old the, were you at the time? 20, so 87, 22, something like that. So started 22. driving at 22. Uh, yeah. okay. And uh, Street Stock, like I said, we bought McElwain Street Stock. Mm-hmm. Well, at that time my dad was flagging Freeport, not Iceland. They split then, this was 70, this was 79, mm-hmm. right? And uh, Freeport, when they ran the Street Stock division, they didn't throw any cautions. They wouldn't stop the race till the track was blocked and they would throw a red flag. And my dad hated that's that. It dangerous for the day. Yeah, it was te- but that was part of the show. It was almost like a rolling demolition derby. Oh, wow. But that's the way Freeport ran it. Well, my dad hated it, and he told Don Campy, he goes, I will not work this. He, he said, you can get somebody else to flag, I will not flag these races, right? And you got Dale Sullivan, used to would flag it. And he told me, he said, I won't even be, he goes, I'm going to concession stand. Do, he goes, I don't even want to be there, right? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> fast forward. Tell my dad, oh, we're going, this is free, Iceland now has just started their street stock division in 79. So we got the hot idea to do this, so I called my old man up. I go, oh, we're thinking about going racing, I bought a car from Paul McElhinney, I said, we're street stock. My dad was mad, mm-hmm. mad, because he told me as a kid, he says, now, being a cop, this is an end, says with a dear Miller, you ever become a cop, I'll break your leg. <laughs> You ever become a race car driver? I'll break both your legs. <laughs> well,
0: so, he, did, he didn't break your legs. Though. No, was, Well, but he was not happy, right? right. Mm-hmm. So
1: we build the car. We go out. To, I said, no, it's different. They race it like a real race, cautions. You know, it's a real thing, da 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 no no problem, right? So he's not happy. We're building a race car, and I'm still working for Freddie Harback. This is 79, right? We're doing everything we're doing, racing, winning races, da-da-da-da. I'm working his body shop. And he knows we're building the car. We, I mean, I worked in a body shop from nine till. You're building the street stock.
0: Yeah. Okay. So you know, what for, did you have to change on it? You, it was already built.
1: No, right? we had a build. We bought it for 200 bucks. Oh. It was nothing. It was just a 65 Mustang. Nothing in it. Just the rear end. Everything else was. And it was no cage or nothing. No, it was, but it was destroyed. They raced it at Freeport. It was destroyed. Oh, really? We had to cut. We're bad. I mean, think about it. sixty-five Mustangs. In my street stock career, three years we cut up three 65 Mustangs for body parts. Wow.
0: So now the, 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 the car that you bought though, well, uh Paul's running. At Freeport. At, Just at Freeport. At Freeport. And you, it was it was So this was before the the like the, the, the Brown ninety eight that he ran at ISLIP right?
1: Right, it was the one hundred then at the time. In fact the first okay. year he ran ISLIP, he ran it as the one Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Because we were allowed the three-digit numbers then until NASCAR came in with Winston and the scoreboard, and you had to go to the two-digit numbers. Mm-hmm. And he went to the ninety-eight, which was his brother's modified number. Okay. When Joel owned a modified that Danny McNamara used to drive, gotcha. it was the ninety-eight, and that's where that came from. So, anyway, with Paul, we had a lot of work to do. And, you know, like I said, we so had now to you do you've got this Mustang. You put and it then, like I said, I'm working in the body shop from nine. Well, we worked at Friday, so ten. And 30. <laughs> yeah. Uh, till one or two. And then from two o'clock on, we worked on the modified till nine, ten o'clock at night. And 10 o'clock at night, I worked on, the, we went and worked on the Mustang till three, four o'clock in the morning. <sighs> and then back Fre- in. Yeah. And Freddie work. knew this, right? Okay. And never, you know, it was like, oh, okay. Da, 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 da. Got the car all done. We're going to go race. And it was, I slipped in, had the, um, the fair. That's just when the comedies had taken over, slip and all that. And they used to run the Suffolk County Fair the whole two or three weeks there. But on Friday nights, they ran these street stocks and something like a midgets or something was one. And Saturday night yeah. was the Ice slip with the fair going on. Right. Set, it was cool. It mm-hmm. really was.
0: Ray, so that Ray this used to promote the midget races that were there. Okay, um, they were like an open race. Right, because I remember my yeah. father. You, he he would compete in a couple of them, which All was right. great because we would leave the house in Ronkonkoma and just go right down the road to Isle Speedway right. and race them. Nice. Right, it
1: was fun. Right. You know, so and then I think Sundays was the figure eights. They had this, you know, so that's how that's what it was. So Friday night, so we know we're going racing. Freddie's, so I'm getting ready to leave to go to the racetrack. I was like, you know, three o'clock. I was like, I'm going to leave a little early. He goes, yeah, no problem. He goes, when you walk out that door, Millie, you're fired. I was like, what? Never said a word to me the whole time. He goes, you're going racing? He goes, you're done. You're fired. He goes, you're not. He goes, either you're working here or you're going racing. I'm like, I'm Spend all this money, I go, I'm, all right, I guess I'm out the door, I'll see you, bye. Freddie said that too. Yeah. Really? Said, oh, yeah. Right? No kidding. Yeah. Why didn't he tell yeah. you that beforehand while you were building the car? Well, it goes on. Okay. And my, like I said, my dad's not happy either, mm-hmm. right? Okay, I'm coming out. So we go out, and then they had like 30 cars, because they ran the Freeport cars with us, whatever cars we were trying to build ourselves, and they let the figure eight cars run with us, mm-hmm. right, to make sure we had cars. So 30 cars, you picked out of the hat for starting spots, right? I don't know, it was 15, 16 cars in the heat race. They've taken three, right? I picked like 12th in the heat race. Finished second, right? It was awesome, right? I'm like, all right, right, this and that. And then my dad had just gotten there after the heat race. He didn't see practice. And we tell him, oh, yeah, yeah, qualify. You know, we told him the whole story. Oh, okay, you know, that's cool. Pick for the feature. Pick 18th, right? Okay. Out of twenty six picked, and then it was thirty know Twenty
0: six on a quarter mile. Yeah,
1: <laughs> well, I think we started like uh, I think probably I think was, we started twenty six. So I think it was um, twenty picked, mm-hmm. and then whatever came out of the concert it was like twenty four. used to start for the all star league race at the at Islip, the, yeah. the all star three hundred, which is now the Islip three hundred yeah, day on Twenty six on a fifth mile. Islip yeah, was fifth. a fifth mile. Fifth. Yeah. Well, for that all-star 300, they used to start like 32 cars. Wow! Oh yeah, it was crazy. I think
0: what is it? It's only 24 or 26 now. Yeah, uh, modified tour. If they can even get that, you know. uh,
1: So anyway, so I picked 18, right? Oh God, here we go. uh, What have a million laps? Finished third, right? My dad was nuts because figured he couldn't race. Didn't have the talent to do it. Right. He was nuts, right? He didn't right? know if you he was absolutely nuts. do it. He was absolutely nuts. He was, he was so excited. It was like a kid with a new baby, you know? He was like, couldn't do it. Enough. So he loved, so then we get all done. We're sitting there drinking beers and Freddie comes walking up. He was at the track. And I'm like, I can't fire you. He says, but I know what's gonna happen. And that's all he ever said. And he told me later on. He goes, "I knew you had gone." He says, "I knew it was just a matter of time you were going to be in a modified, and I was going to be racing against you." He goes, "He's seen, you know, like I said, if you showed the one picture we have here at Freddie's." <laughs> Let's do this. We yeah, rent- I love we, that you brought these photos we, over too. We, we rented the racetrack, you know, because you used to do that back then, mm-hmm. and that's me in the car. Looking and at that, the camera. Yeah, looking yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, big smart ass, you know. <laughs> and what but year was that? 19? 19... That's seventy six or seventy seven, I so, think it was. Wait, a minute, uh when what year did you start
0: running street stars? Seventy nine. So okay, so you drove that before you ever drove a street
1: star. Yeah. Oh, okay, and cool. It, and and then what happened is we were at the track there. I'm only like, like the other guys got in the car and they were just like, I'm in it, right? Almost only like a tenth off of what he was running that day at practice. We, like I said, we rented the track, so it was only like four or five of us there. Right. right? But see, I learned that day. We stopped Norman Tosti, who was Freddie's car owner, came over to me, and he goes, "Let me tell you something." And I never forgot this. He goes, "I'm watching you." He goes, "No, just no. You're on the steering wheel." He goes, "You could." He goes, "But as soon as you start doing this, you're done because you're not. You're losing control of the car. You go in the corner." Turn the wheel. Because well, she had no power steering, right? No, we had power steering. Oh, okay. But he was okay. talking about the car starting to get you got striving to drive over your head, you're not smooth anymore. You're starting to and then that's so I went and I caught myself starting to do this, and I see Norman go. All right. And I always remember that. So if I started doing sewing on the wheel, I would back take it, down. A sit, back it down. Mm-hmm. And 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 I tell guys that all the time today. That's and I always remember so that and that was the start. I'm like, and Freddie said he knew right there that day. That he was going to be racing against me someday, and then I was in the modified by '84. Wow! And in his car, he sold me one of his cars. So anyway. yeah, you bought one. But of it was his uh, cars. but that was Freddie. That's the mm-hmm. way Freddie was. He goes, yeah, you're. Yeah, he goes, oh, I just want to see if he was serious. You know, that is cool.
0: So. Now, eventually, yeah. this whole. Career driving a modified and all that eventually took you down south. Uh, We're gonna jump around a little bit too. So yeah, there's so much. We're we're generalizing right from the beginning. Yeah, exactly. You drove drove for a while. You had family uh, history in the sport, and then eventually brought you down south to to spotting too. Right. Um. You uh, spotted for all the series, right? Trucks, uh, trucks, Xfinity, Xfinity
1: Cup, Cup. Right. My first Cup race was 1997. Um. Atlanta. When they extended Atlanta, the first time when they added the quad and oval and Jeff Bonheim qualified at 197 miles an hour, whatever on mm-hmm. spot for Kenny Wallace in the square D car. Okay, and that was the first Cup race that I did, and it was funny because there was no the spotter stand used to be on what was now the backstretch, mm-hmm. and they had nothing really set up on the front stretch at all. So it was split. So the NASCAR officials were going to be on the backstretch. So and it was it wasn't like it is today where you it was kind of, they wanted you with the NASCAR officials, but they, they knew they didn't have it set up, so they were like, well, you could either be here or you can go do the front, be on the front stretch. So it was split. There was some guys that went somewhere on the front stretch. I don't know where they went because right. there was nothing set up. This is before and they it, had all their guys yeah, gathered in one yeah, spot. Right, and it, so that was a race I did. So there was only like, maybe even, maybe half the field with the NASCAR officials that figured, oh, my first deal, I'm gonna do what NASCAR wants me to do and stuff. So I remember telling, um, was it Kenny Moore or something? I think it was the crew chief. I said, uh, they had the two scoring pylons, which was off of turn four. You know, it actually was right by where, like, where the trial, you know, where the quad oval mm-hmm. was. Talking. So I was look, I could see everything from there that I just can't see from the two pylons. So he had to work the front stretch from there. I mean, here's like, my first race. So I go, there, are averaging 197 miles an hour. It was like, it was crazy. Now, was
0: uh, uh, what led you down to spotting because I remember you, know, you driving for years I, and then you weren't your car wasn't right, there for a while right. and I heard that you went down south and I, yeah, I, moved,
1: I moved here in 92 right and then when we get back to that and I got Freddie called me to go back to him back for the last race that he won when he went out right. and won his last race and all that that's another great story but So I came down here looking. I was there for at, that. At, that, 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 all right, that well, I'll tell ass. you what happened. Oh, I'll well, tell huh, you. No, no, yep, but no, I will. Don't get it. But no, 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 I know. Right, exactly. That's <laughs> right. A, they tell me. I was like, that's my problem. I right. do jump around so much. But there's so much that goes on in life, as we all know. But anyway, so um, I came down here just to get involved in racing. I just, things weren't going well on the island and had enough. And so you know, come down here and I had a what buddy. What are you up, doing for a living on Long Island? Um... Teddy Wisnowski had an import export business. Mm-hmm. And I had worked for him. Teddy had already passed away, and just there was it was family problem with him, with the money, and the family. And I was getting, it just wasn't good. So I just, and it just wasn't happening, you know. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, let me. I had a buddy of mine that, that worked for, uh, um, he was a, Eddie Now. I don't know if you know Eddie Now, cop. He, they yes. used to call him the, mm-hmm. uh, the crooked cop the, yeah. the, the, he was good friends with right. the Budweiser guy and they and nicked him uh, uh, Speedway for a little right, while exactly yeah, so super nice guy right. Exactly. awesome Right, mm-hmm. so I was good friends with him because from Park he used to work with Steve Bob Park's mm-hmm. thing so uh, <laughs> you're good he got uh, um, he was down here he was with the Budweiser guys and I used to hang out with them from like 90, 91 I'd go to a bunch of races with them got to know the guy so got in the idea of coming down here and maybe going somewhere in the shop and just just sweep a floor just to get involved. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. That's so I come down here to do that. And um, yeah, bounced around here and there. I got involved in a body shop with a guy I used to know and stuff. And then, you know, it's funny, I don't have, I, I did some, I think it was Hooters Cup stuff I was doing. I was helping out a guy, a kid named Andy Thurman, mm-hmm. helping him out on his car. And then I started, I think I started doing some spotting with him. That kind of got me into the spotting mm-hmm. deal. And we ran really good with him, and then he was well. That's what he was working for the Square D team as a tire changer, and um, like I said, we'd done a bunch of racing, and Andy run really good. We run top three, top four, and how uh, I'm pretty sure that's how that came about because you kind of forget. And uh, I think that she kind of mentioned to him, "Hey, I got my guy spotted at this and that. Let's," and that was it. I mean, that, I never like went somewhere else with him. Like okay, we're gonna take you to Atlanta and spot for Kenny Wallace in his brand new ride. Wow, you know, okay, it was great. We did all right. The following year, I, I only lasted. That was uh, Andy
0: Petrie racing, right? Didn't he have no the Andy? This team? is
1: way before Andy. It was way, okay. this is before I can't even think of the guy that used to own the name. He wound up became a partner, where Andy bought into that deal okay. later on. But yeah, this is before Andy Petrie. Okay. Like I said, this is '97, nine, and then '98 was gonna be kenny's big year and all that we went to daytona and didn't qualify
0: i bet you kenny could tell us who the who the owner was uh, Yeah, he
1: well, yeah he's always got those yep, stories yeah and it, it, it just didn't go well you know whatever and things just didn't work out and then did a few things and then got to be known that oh you know call's pretty good spot you know and you know how it is it's just certain word of mouth word of mouth you know, like, hey we need a spot of here and then and you know it just it just went on from there you know and certain, you know, somebody needed to fill in here, and then, oh, okay, you had a good run, oh, you're pretty good at this, and that's... Now, who, who right. are some
0: of the guys that you have spotted for over the years? Because we've talked, I mean, you've chatted, you've told me about guys that you've worked with that yeah. are that have gone on to great stuff, some yeah. guys that are, are right. not with us anymore.
1: Right. You know. Um The entire Bodine family. Um, we had Todd in here. Yeah, yeah I, he I know, I see him, yeah, he filled up for me the other day when he could me last minute. Oh, yeah, Todd's, Todd's great. We've had, we had a lot of fun together at... uh and all that, um, but I, I mean Todd. I mean, I, I make this kind of funny quote that I, I've i spotted for um, Petty, Andretti, and Earnhardt. I spotted for oh, yeah. Adam Petty one time at ARCA, just a fill-in somewhere a practice that oh, somebody really? And yeah, so it, one of the Arca deals. So I, I got to do Adam just that one time. I've spotted for Jeffrey Earnhardt a bunch of times, driving Jay Robinson stuff at Premium and this and that. And I spotted for John Andretti when he was driving for Kelly Arbour. Yeah, I okay. spotted for him. So it's like I said, I make that you know, I say, yeah, I spotted for those three pr- pretty big names. You know, it's like, but uh, one of the most fun guys I spotted for was we were at Joe Bessie's deal, mm-hmm. when uh, and that's when Jeff got hurt, and that's how I wound up getting that spotting gig because they needed, Jeff got hurt at Daytona when he almost got killed in in that truck deal. Mm -hmm. He was driving for Joe Bessie, the power team deal. Mm -hmm. So they were going to Rockingham and they had, um, they put Ted Musgrave in the car. And I had spotted for Ted somewhere, right? The The year before that couple races. And somebody mentioned that, oh hey, Carl spotted for Ted, why don't we get him? And it worked, I mean I had a lot of fun with Joe Bessie and that whole team and then Ted got out of it, and then Trickle got in it. Oh, my God. That Never had any more fun, except for Steve Park, when, it, when his truck deal, because that's so his family. Dick Trickle, too? Dick Trickle, Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, love to get on the radio. Like, All right, Trick, you got a copy? Wall to wall and treetop tall. You know, it just... <laughs> Just so much fun. Did, I mean,
0: uh, did you ever interrupt him through any of his cigarette breaks? Or uh, yeah, during like the
1: caution, you, like, you'd get on it, you'd be talking to him, or uh, Jim Long was the crew chief at the time. Mm-hmm. And he'd be like, All right, Dick, well, you know, this and that. And you would be like, No answer, no. And he's like, What are you I'm lighting a freaking cigarette, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and then he had that you know, full faced mask
0: mm-hmm.
1: with the hole drilled in it. And that's how he smoked his cigarette, <laughs> right? Right. You know, it was so but yeah, he was just a lot of fun. Like I'll never he forget, he had a cigarette lighter in the car, yes, right? In the car, right? Like actually, yes, like a push-in one, yeah. like an electric. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> so did Freddie Harback. <laughs> Freddie Harback had one in his car all the time. All the time had a cigarette lighter in the, in, in the his race car. car.
0: In the race car. What are these guys thinking? Right? Uh, it it was, was,
1: he was that was cool. Yeah, you know, he thought wasn't it me, but but he he never, Rob wasn't it Robin
0: Power at least a little bit or.
1: No, because it was just hooked in. I mean, it wasn't lighting it all the time. You know, Like, like Freddie only used it for practice and stuff like That's that. That's so funny. But, but, yeah, Trick had it in there all the time. But I'll never forget, we're at Talladega. We're racing and getting going, so I'm, you know, checking with radio. So, I Trick, I said, let me know if, you know, then they were just starting to get crazy running three wide, like, all day mm-hmm. kind of thing. And if you got in the middle, a lot of times you got shuffled out of his bed. So I come like on the radio, I say, all right, Dick, let me know where you want to run. If you want to run inside and outside or if you want to run in the middle. He goes, there ain't gonna be nothing running no middle shit today. He goes, Not, they ain't gonna do that crap, you know? I'm like, okay. So they dropped the green flag and he's going with it. And if you had the right car, the middle worked. And he gets in with five laps in and gets hooked up with somebody and to the front, right? In the middle. And he's like, "Well, Spot, I just ruined your frigging day because it's going to be in the middle all day long." <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh, I've, we finished and seventh or eighth or something, maybe that, was that trickle. But yeah, that was I was like, "But that's the way, you know." it was fun. He's like, "Yeah, I just ruined your day." I was like, "Yeah," I, I said, "No problem, let's go, man." You know, so but he was just he was a lot of fun. And I don't for, know if it
0: got, for guys like us, though, <clears throat> because. You have to remember, you know, like guys like us, we grew up uh, racing on Long Island. Uh, your car was number 99 because right. you were such a huge fan of Jeff Bodine's 99. Then, the you, go, then you go to spot for them, you know, in That's, racing. And then yeah. guys like Dick yep. Trickle, like, I mean, we were from Long Island. We were modified people. But we heard who Dick Trickle was. Yeah, right. you, you know, we knew who. Oh my God! All those guys, Gary Balu was, and those yeah. guys from down south. Uh, uh you know, Butch Lindley yeah. and, and you know Samard. We knew those guys yeah. that were late model yeah. sportsmen guys. Right. Well, and then and I was, get the spot for them.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I was fortunate. Like I said, I've said that, and that was my point with being so fortunate because, as a young kid, to, to track with my dad. My dad was such an icon. Well, then he introduced me to these guys, to Bugsies and Freddie DeSaros. You know, and I got to know them as friends. You know, like Charlie was a great friend of ours. I mean, you know, I got some good Charlie Zombac stories. and oh, but, cool. Well, uh, what yeah, what right. And, and, and then Richie. I, I mean, we, we 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 stayed with Richie and at the Safari Beach Hotel for like six or seven years, for during Daytona. Mm-hmm. You know, so we got to know you know Richie and all them real good. But so you know, Richie was later because but. Bugsy and then Charlie, like I said, they, and got to be friends with them. But then got to race with them, you know, you know, not because yeah, you did yeah. race with Charlie yeah, and Richie right. and all of those exactly. guys. Right? I did, well, one of the coolest things that happened, my for eighty four, I'm going to Pocono for the race of champions at at you know on the three quarter mile, mm-hmm. and I'm standing there talking to Charlie. You know, we're just hanging out talking. In fact, I think we were through. um Yeah, we had practice. um Yeah, we run one practice, I think it was, and then. I know, maybe we start right we had a good break or whatever it was. So I went over to Charlie and I'm telling him, hey, my car's doing this and that. I go, look, I'm not near your class. I said, but it's doing this, doing that. What you know, what do you think? So he says, oh, I changed the spring, you know, da 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 You know, it was, it was car was a little tight or something like that. And it's like, oh okay, cool. He goes, let me know. He just come back and let me know what it does. You know, and I says, Oh help me. I said, help you. I said, yeah. He goes, it's still the same corner. It's still the same turn. That he goes so if he goes I'm kind of fighting to that you know and then I'm standing there talking to, <laughs> it gets even better I'm standing there talking to Charlie and Troyer walks up right Of course I know Maynard from Freddie buying the race cars and all that mm-hmm. and you know what's my nickname uh, the thriller No oh, Miller well oh. Maynard call Maynard Miller oh really okay oh, yeah which got hung on to me by Paul McIlerney and their crew why they call you Maynard? My street stock days, first year, we go to West Westboro Speedway. Go up there, big street stock race. High Paul, bank, hold it, mind. Oh, yeah. Fast yeah. place. I always said Westboro to me was a mini, uh, um, a wall stadium. Riverhead Cross mm-hmm. is exactly what I mean. It was about the size of Riverhead, that, but and it was uh, it was. i had yeah, been, it been there was, once it, before. It, they tore it, it down. It was an awesome racetrack. Mm-hmm. So McElherney like, "Come on, Carl, let's go up to." You know, so, all right, we go up there. So, we're trying to figure out, and the big thing was Leaf Springs. Would you run for Leaf Springs? So, this was 79. And we had just started racing with Troyer. So, we had our first Troyer car, and Leaf Springs were in the cars then. So, me trying to figure out setups and this and that, I went and I measured the Leaf Springs in Freddie's car, and I copied them in the Mustang. Right? The only difference was modified Leaf Springs were mounted in the center, right? Mustang was just off by an inch, There was off oh, center by an inch, whether it was back or whatever. So I even asked Troy, I said, well, how, what can I do to, kind of, co-? he goes, well, just measure the distance from the eyes from the outside and keep the progressions the same. So no matter, so I was like, okay. I said, well, and this is m- when I first had the street stock." So like, well, how many spring, you know, so uh, we were, used to be seven leaf springs, six leaf springs, you know, dah, 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 whatever. Mm-hmm. So, I, like I said, I ran those four races, ran really good, it with the with the car, right? Paul, that's when Paul became. Paul, Paul. Oh, yeah. Macaulay. Do you have a he picture was,
0: of that street stock anywhere in this pile, or? No, you know,
1: that's in the other fifth album that's it, outside, which it's a shame I should've brought it in. Oh, uh, okay. With the, yeah, I, I didn't even think of that. That but, would've been uh, cool to see. Oh yeah, I have a picture of me and him together this way. <laughs> and then, literally, the next lap, we were like this. Well, let's you know, take a look.
0: Let's take a look at some of these older yeah, pictures. Yeah. Like this one you were showing me earlier. Yeah. This was Modifieds at Dover. Dover,
1: nineteen sixty nine. That's Freddie outside pole. Um, Ray Hendricks on the pole. There's Charlie Gazzanb. And then the car right there is Cliffy Tyler, another Long Island. Iceland right, guys. Right. Loved it. Lo- loved that truck. Freddie went and tested. So you saw Modifieds run at Dover. My dad flagged the first Modified race there at Dover in yeah, 1969. How fast were they going? They must 124 have 124 miles an hour average speed, 1969.
0: Which is which is fast for them, and then, average, uh, but you say that's 124 average, average, average which means
1: they're doing 134 at their fastest down, point, yeah, probably yeah. down the straightaway, right, and right. And see, Freddie went there and tested for good for Goodyear Firestone. Mm-hmm. He was the first one to ever turn a lap there. He went there with Mario Andrade, Lloyd Ruby, and John Han- uh, <laughs> uh, Gordon Johncock, and tested for Firestone. So they went back. So they were fast. That's his coach, straight axle, 427 Chevy injected. Right? Wow. Well, Ray's on the pole He shows up the next day Never turned a lap there Ever Hendrick. In his coupe Ray, Ray Hendrick. Hendrick Yeah In his coupe 327 small block carburetor And puts it on the pole And he won the race He won the first three races there, Ray Wow! In that car, but Freddie, so my dad flagged a race there. So that was that was just awesome. I these mean, that are some was, incredible. Like I said, I, here I'm. You know, 13 years old, so I got to go to these race tracks. You know, I would just, just awesome. love
0: to see pictures uh, of, or I should say, video of modifieds at Dover. Could you yeah. imagine modifieds at Dover now? Yeah, I mean, we saw them at was, Bristol yeah. and saw how blindingly fast they yep. were there, and yeah. then. Here we go. Let's let's throw it back a little bit. Yeah, is that you? Yeah, that's that's you me, and your
1: dad. Me and dad in front of the house. Wow. Dad, and that was calm, then. I mean, that was just white pants, red. The, I mean, my dad had some outfits. I mean, because you know it was just we got into the '70s, late '60s, '70s. But I mean, my dad was you know. Now was, was this was during
0: calm. the era of the Winston sponsorship? Of no, Short this is Tracks? before.
1: This is this is this is probably 1968. The, this f- the first year, yeah, first year my dad flagged at Iceloop. No kidding. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then here is your mom the, yeah. with
0: Renee Charland, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Put some of these down, yeah. and then put yeah, this one up. Of. For those that are listening, unfortunately, you are going to have to go watch the show on YouTube or Racing America to see some of these uh, these great photos. Um, this is what your mom with Renee Charland, yep. and it's yep. a bumper sticker, and I don't know if the camera can pick it up, but it says, "Teach the world love." Fuck someone today Yes.
1: Yeah, Rainy was pretty bad. <laughs> and your but mom but found my that? mom, yeah, my mom knew what Rainy was like, and uh, she found that bumper sticker and gave it to her. Th- uh, gave it to me. This is the All Star 300 at Isole. That's know? funny. And yeah, she's she, giving the thumbs up. Yeah, right, she's yeah, like, she's right. got
0: that smart ass oh, yeah. cheese and grin in the photo. Yeah,
1: she ran the back <laughs> eight, man. She she was she was tough, and it, but she had fun. She lo- like I said, she loved screwing with Rainy, like stuff like that. You know, I is mean, that was,
0: how uh, you you built up a relationship with these guys because yeah. they got to know her from working at. All these racetracks exactly. and events and everything, yeah. yeah. I mean, okay. they so your you know, dad was flagging, yeah. she was working the ticket working booths. the back
1: eight. She worked Trenton, you know, we used to go to Trent. My dad worked Trenton, mm-hmm. you know, flag Ray Sullivan flagged that my dad was the back, you know, assistant flag man or whatever it was right. at Trenton on the mile and a half. That was oh, that's, I was a, a, that that's was a great a photo, great play. And then, and then uh, was let's, my see, let's Richie. move this one up a little bit a,
0: higher. A, let's put this up here. I to a, see this a, works, a, yeah. Hold on. And that's Richie is, and your mom partying yeah, yeah. and that's Richie and your mom yeah. partying
1: too yep yeah. that's one of my favorite pictures of Richie that's just a great picture of Richie and my mom just uh, uh, after know, the just, race at the, yeah. Butch Masika that's a Butch Masika's truck oh it is because okay. butch, butch used to sell the tires and gas and all of that at the time Right, and he was parked right next to us Freddie at the okay. time okay so, okay. uh, But yeah, she, uh, you know, and that, that's, like I said, that's how I got to know all these guys. Because that and then the All-Star Racing League, being at Islip mm-hmm. in those years, the All-Star Racing League started in 1967. So my dad worked in 68, so Bob O'Rourke ran it, right? Mm-hmm. And was and then the All-Star Racing League, which pitted four dirt track drivers, yeah. you know, team drivers, mm-hmm. against four track asphalt track guys. Mm-hmm. So there was two guys from each track that were right. guaranteed in each of these shows. And then there was a third guy that was like the alternate that, that he was allowed to go there and qualify if he could or whatever. And then you raced against the locals and you went, like I said, it was a whole all-star racing league. It was the greatest thing ever. I remember, because you'd they, see
0: guys like uh, Lou Lazaro yeah, show up or yeah. Al Tasnadi, yeah. you know, the, the yeah. dirt track guys. Kegel,
1: Buzzy right. Rudiman, you know. Um, like I said I ran the, when I ran into Buzzy room, and years later spotting and driving a motor coach when D- David was racing and I'd run into Buzzy and I'd go hey Buzzy I say I'm Carl Millis and my dad was Dutch oh my god yeah nah, you know and then we'd start talking ISO stories all stall and he goes yeah, yeah and he said "He goes, your mom used to run the back eight and stuff like that and work so that's you know like He's I said they're still they, winning Yes. He's still winning races, yes.
0: right? Yes. <laughs> right? He's is great. He? He's is he fabulous. over 80 years old, he and he's still like racing modifieds, and he's yes. still winning. still winning races. God bless him. Yes. All right, now which yes. picture is this? This does not look like it's at a track. This looks um, like you're at a party somewhere.
1: Yeah. Um. I don't know where it was. Probably, it might have been more like uh, probably O'Rourke's because okay. they all used to go to O'Rourke's like <laughs> All-Star Race League. They used to race on Tuesdays and Wednesdays right. during the week or Wednesdays and Thursdays. So what would happen is, like, say they went and ran Wall Stadium Wednesday, mm-hmm. and Ice Slip was going to be Thursday, right? Well, the whole group went back to a Rocks Bar and Grill after the race at Wall Stadium. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, till just to go party till dawn. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's probably hanging out at O'Rourke's Rocks there, you know, just it's great, just doing whatever. You know, so. What do
0: we got? This looks like. Uh, this looks like. Charlie Gazzanbacc
1: yeah. and oh, is that your dad? Yeah, and Don Campy. Okay, now he a, Campy promoted uh, Freeport Freeport, Freeport Streetway. Okay. and that's at Freeport, or is yep. that that's, a, at Freeport. Yeah. that's at Freeport? That's a Freeport. Yep, he won whatever you know. I'm not sure whatever race he won, but that's my dad. I mean, he probably I whatever happened, you know. My father said something funny, guaranteed, you know. And then Campy was right there, and I'm curious. It looks like he's holding a piece of paper in his hand. And I wouldn't be surprised, and I I wish I still knew anybody that still had them, but my dad had a habit of whoever won the feature that night, he would take the starting lineup and circle that driver's name, and my dad would sign it and date it and give it to him. Oh, that's cool. After he won the race. So I'm wondering if that's what what he had in his hand and stuff like that. You
0: know, it's so funny, though. And then here's, uh, of course, Charlie Jazan back. Yeah, with, yeah, we'll slide that down. And, of course, there's on back yep. uh, in the... At, I, the at Islip, yep. Now, that's old Islip because yep. there's no concrete wall. That's Armco yep. Barrier that's there.
1: 1971, I think it says. Yep, July 3rd, 1971.
0: Y- you know what I think is so cool about this, too, is that y- you've got little articles that you were showing me mm. as well a- and pictures and, and notes from the promoter of ISO Speedway right. to your father. like. You're not gonna find this stuff online, right? It, you know, like this is this right. is this is the internet before it was the internet. Yeah. You know, this is media before yeah. it was you know. That's like, con- Larry, this is media uh, before uh, it was content creation,
1: uh, right? You know, and that's what, that's what I Up Speedway was. There was something special about that place. I mean, everybody had their Saturday night racetracks that they, you know. And, and that's what I, I get a kick out of when I look at stuff when we post stuff on Facebook when we post that up and the stories come up and especially if I post stuff with my dad I love the comments of like oh he was a colorful, he was the man he was the show you know but but people then you'd start telling stories like this and everybody to a man is like Issa was home you know you had that I mean to me when I started a kid when we first started working there in 68 Saturday morning was horrible horrible it was like Christmas morning. <laughs> you had that. It was it was like yeah, oh nerves. my god! Friday night you couldn't sleep. Right. You were so excited about. It. And there's people that say that that they'll say the same thing that yeah, I used to have that was I had that was that same oh, feeling.
0: My, my mother and father yeah. used to yell at my brother and yeah. I because Saturdays before we would go to Iceland take my, a nap. Exactly. You had to take a nap. My old man and my mother would make us lay down and take a nap for two o'clock in the afternoon, so we wouldn't be falling asleep. The worst. So we wouldn't fall asleep, and then you're just laying in bed, like just staring at the ceiling, thinking about race cars. (laughs) Exactly.
1: Tommy Baldwin tells the same story, we, you know, because we get talking about stuff like that. And he mentioned that one day, he was saying, yeah, he goes, yeah, my mom used to make me take a nap. before. Take a yeah, nap. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. take a nap, are you crazy? You're so jacked up right? that, you, you know, you, there's no way. And like I said, the Friday night was like. Sometimes it was, we fell asleep, sometimes yeah, we it depends, Cause when are we gonna be up late, you know? It's yeah. like, especially us idiots, because I mean, we never got home before, yep. the, before the dawn. I remember my you mother know, used
0: it, to make fried chicken all the time because right. it was quick and easy. Yeah, you know, yeah, you right. put it right in the, yeah. uh, put it right in the bag. No. and then you know
1: it was done you just
0: chuck it under the grass there and,
1: and everybody had to and then everybody had their section yes at the racetrack yeah you know and once it got established you know you know everybody went put their blanket. but there was you know the Josomback sat in one place the Ferrante sat in another place mm-hmm. you know and then you had the <laughs> the turn 3 and 4 gang that just because no grandstands, they just stood there and they were those ones that had the beers. And, Todd Bodine and, uh,
0: was in here the other day and he brought it up in the best way. He was,
1: no, it wasn't Todd, I'm sorry,
0: it was Kevin Hughes. He was here. He, okay, he brought right. it up yep, the other day. It. Yep. He said, you know, guys like Jason Myers works at UPS Monday right. through Friday. I, like someone like right. you or, or Freddie worked in a body shop Monday through Friday, but Saturday night comes and you're a celebrity for that one night. Right, oh, yeah. You know, yeah, you're, exactly. you've got lines of people wanting your autograph yes. and, and, and you know, just signing people's checkered flags or the, or yeah. whatever they had. They had yeah. autograph books back then or their pictures. Yeah. They, the tracks had photo stands. Yeah. tracks
1: don't have photo yeah. stands any, anymore. I know. Oh, I always said I go putting that fire suit on. That was a Superman suit, man. Yeah. You put it, you, you were, it was different. You know, the place I worked, I worked for Teddy Wisnowski in the import business. A couple of girls that we knew that got talking, and Teddy wasn't too hot to me running it's in the modified then at the time because he'd retired. And you know how those guys like that that when they retired and got out, they didn't want to hear it about it anymore because yeah. they. It was. Hey, I mean, Teddy was badass. I mean, Teddy was badass. <laughs> Freddie told <laughs> me. Freddie pictures Har- of Teddy. You Freddy, uh, been here. over here. Um, Freddie Harback told me that. If he put 100% effort into racing, as he did into the rest of his life, mm-hmm. he could have been as good as Richie Evans. Uh-huh. I mean, that's, and then Richie, Richie took him, uh, Teddy went and spent a year. First
0: off, hold on, look at this old photo album. That's what I dig about this. I mean, oh my
1: God, <laughs> look at this. Me and Teddy. Okay, Wisnowski. there's you
0: and Teddy Wisnowski. Yeah. and that's with your race car or his? No,
1: that's with him. The late mo- when he's running late models at Freeport. Okay. P- dominating everybody.
0: Look at you. How old were you in this picture? Um,
1: probably twenty. Yeah, nineteen. Yes, because I and I started working with Freddie in '76 race and said I was twenty. So I was flagging Freeport. I was nineteen years old. I, I was just, I was the assistant. But Where, um, I was, I was, I was, here's he a great who, Who'd
0: you have to wrestle for that championship belt you're wearing there? Come <laughs> <What? laughs> the, the belt. Just, that's that's a just, huge. That's huge. Uh,
1: well, that's a, that was the thing. <laughs> the, the, the pants are, let me see. The, the pant, white shoes. The pa- yeah, right. White the shoes. The pants are blue. Yeah. The shirt is is red, white, and blue, right. and the belt is white.
0: The shirt's open almost it's, to uh, the middle of your chest. Yeah, yeah too. Right. Well, It's 75, <laughs> man. Great. That's That's this
1: 75. Is,
0: this is great stuff. Yeah, that's Big Bob O'Rourke. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. I worked for him for a couple of seasons out of Riverhead Raceway oh. on the track crew. But, uh, yeah, there's Teddy Wisnowski. Now, that was the coach, right? The coach-bodied yep. uh, That was modified.
1: the Billy Hour Billy car. That okay. car was beautiful. That was a sedan. Was and your dad. Beautiful. My dad. Okay. Yeah. And everyone and then, has, and, then, and that's what put. Teddy got to work with Billy Hour and all of them, and he started running. And see, now, Teddy used to do demolition derbies, what
0: too. The there was no fire suits? No, that was it. Right, yeah. yeah.
1: And this is 70 or. I don't know, my mother didn't have a date on the back. But that's probably be 70. Seventy or seventy-one, maybe, with, with and no fire, uh, yeah, right, yeah, no white, yeah, red and white. It was a red and white with polo shirts. They called them or something like oh, that. Wow, and uh, yeah, but see, the Teddy, st- <laughs> right? Teddy used to do demolition derbies, mm-hmm. right? Now you know who Don McTavish was, right? Oh yeah, he yeah. Was, he
0: eventually went on to race in NASCAR. He was killed at Daytona, right? right. Yeah, but
1: he was. He was. I mean people talk they can't even talk about Teddy I'm about Don McTavish without starting to cry. That's how badass he was, right? Mm-hmm. Well his he used to do demolition derbies too. He was the world he was the nineteen sixty two world champion demolition derby champion <laughs> at Isle Speedway. Used to be at ISO <laughs> Speedway. And it was right. televised, A B C Wide World of Sports, they did the figure eight race. Yep. They and, did the World Figure Eight yep. championship and then the World Demolition the, Derby. Yep. Well in sixty two he won the championship, right? Well Teddy and Donnie Mac. Mack were good friends, mm-hmm. and both bad. <laughs> A lot of <laughs> love the women. Let's put it that way, right? Very, oh, right. So, but they were good friends. So he Teddy was did. Ladies man. Yes, okay. Teddy did demolition derbies too, mm-hmm. right? So, for, and then he go, and then knowing Teddy and working for him and this and that, it was just they cheated so bad. I mean, the guys that did real good, you know, concrete fill the quarter panels up with concrete, like you got station wagons. So you used to cut the you know, because you had the inner panel and the outer panel. Mm-hmm. Well, you used to cut the top of it, fill the quarter pounds up with cement. Cement. Oh yeah. In the body. Yeah. yeah exactly. I thought you like, want to lighten the car up, not make no, it heavier. No, you don't want to wreck it. You don't want it. To, you want it. You want it when you hit somebody else to destroy their car. Oh. okay. Yeah. You put truck tires. Truck tires on the car because they were like sixteen ply or whatever it was. Right. 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 They used to take take the fan off. And so, if you did get hit, the fan didn't go through the oh ra- No, there was all kinds of tricks like that. Right, so right, okay. He learned them from Donnie Mac.
0: Right? I, I saw some guys actually weld um, rocker arms over the valve stems. Mm-hmm. And that was like that would keep the valve stems from breaking off or, or shearing. Yeah, right.
1: There was all kinds of. So he knew. So, so what Freddie said. So he would, Teddy would run modifieds and would do good. And this, and, but he would go do demolition derby, and that's the same thing. Late sixties, mid six. Well, the demolition derby pay a thousand dollars to win. So Freddie said, he goes, Teddy, go win the the Demolition Derby. He goes, we wouldn't see him for a month. (laughs) He goes, then he'd come out. of Partying? Whatever. Yeah. And then he'd run out of money, come back, and he had a nursery. Then he was, Teddy was, he used to carry railroad ties." Really? In either either arm, like this. I was like gonna nothing. say, it looks, he looks pretty big. Look at his oh, yeah. look at arms. Yeah, yeah, oh on yeah, him. he had arms on him, mm-hmm. like like.
0: You know what? You had, had to back in the day because yeah. you had no power no steering power, in those right? things. Fuel injected, straight axle, no power steering. How right? the, it just amazes yeah. me when those things got sideways or got away from you. How they hung on to well, it because and I ran I, a Pro Four for a little while without power steering, right. and it's, it's once she starts to get you know do those tank slappers, man, yeah. it, it'll it'll break your
1: wrist. Well, it was first year I drove. Second year I went, to second or third year when I went to Stafford, right with the modified. First time, right? I've been there, I've been to racing, and that's funny. Now I'd gone to Thompson for my first race ever, wrecked it, but we're running good. But anyway, so now I had a little bit more comfortable. Really got was comfortable with the car. With I the went, modified. I, you're right with the modified. Okay, and I went to Stafford, and Stafford's tough, man, tough. But I like to slide up in turn one and two, you know, and I'm like. And it was hard. And, I'm like, and I came back and I told Freddie. I said, "You know what? I thought you guys were good. You guys are freaking Superman. How you drove those tanks with tires as hard as concrete, mm-hmm. big block injected, right? No straight axle, no power steering. They went down the straightaway like rockets, and they didn't go through the corners." No, I said. No. I said, you guys, I said, you guys, even more my heroes than I ever thought. Well, I was watching that's some old footage and they would take a bus steering wheel because it was yes. so huge, right. you know, so they could get a, yeah. a big. Well, Freddie told me that was one, that he always had a big steering wheel. And he said it was easier to, you had to turn less mm-hmm. and it was easier to turn. Mm-hmm. So it's just small steering wheel. You, you got to go like this, bigger steering wheel, you're like this and it slows the steering down. And right. All speaking all of Freddie, yeah. yeah. And speaking of Freddie, let's yeah.
0: take a look at another picture here. We got, uh, let's take these down. Yeah. Yeah. We got now. This looks like the front stretch at Iceland back yep. in the day, yep. and that is uh one of the old coupe modifieds, right? Yep. Just look that at is. look at the crowd. I mean, yes. the place yes. is packed. People are dressed to the nines yes. in suits and stuff yep. too. I mean, just that's look 19, at the era.
1: That's nineteen sixty nine.
0: Nineteen sixty nine. It
1: was like that every Saturday night. I mean, God. every Saturday night there was not. There was it was like that all the time, and that's Freddie
0: in Butch Masika's car, yep, right? Yeah. Okay. And the
1: car that 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 uh, Alex you, Kitson has today that he still takes around. And you brought a
0: shirt or something, yep. right? Is it over there? Let's Where's let's the see shirt? what you I brought. Don't know. You had it. Oh, I gave, is it in the other room? I gave it to you. Yeah,
1: you probably put oh. it in the other room. All right. All right. Um. Hang on. So yeah, which is that's <coughs> sorry, that's the shirt that they that uh, Alex and him wear, and, it, and it's from that that day that night when he won. That's the All Star Racing League race at Ice that's the all-star and, yeah, racing one. That's way. the all star okay. If you look close, he's about to run my old man that's over your so. dad. And then now here's another side. Look at the
0: stripes yeah. and, and the stars oh, on his on his there pants and yeah. uh, Chris just came in here and tossed the shirt in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> look. So look yeah, that's we've from got that. This one that Carl brought me, which I think is awesome and badass. Yep, yeah, there you go. That is uh, the same as the picture that's there. Yeah. And then on the back it's got
1: yeah. you know the uh, the number Butcher, yeah, it was called the hot little Butcher's hot Masika's hot little number. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. And God. then now, you can't see well in that picture, but my old man tells told me the story later on. He goes, he gets all done now. After he's done like that, he goes, I go over to get that checkered flag from Freddie. He hands me the steering wheel. Steering wheels didn't come off the cars back then. Uh-huh. They had a Corvette steering wheel, right? A white Corvette steering wheel. Which is just the three spokes. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, and the steering wheel's from a sixty something Corvette, whatever. And it, just the three rims and they're metal rims. And they're short. Well, what happened was the plastic ring broke off the steering wheel on lap ten. And Freddie drove the rest of the race on the, the spokes? On the spokes. <laughs> and he says his hands were all just gouged up and sore and brutal and he and goes that's not eh, this race yeah no it? that's that race well, can't, but the wheels can't. right there yeah well but it was on there but he like <laughs> cause he it was about walk. To, it was about to break And that's off. what happened he broke it off and handed it to my old man he goes yeah wow. like this yeah tony contarino talks about that same thing he goes because i'm like sometimes you know you kind of remember in like, did that re- did really and then tony Con- he goes oh yeah he goes yeah you handed your old man the steering wheel he goes yeah it broke right off God. on lap 10. And And he drove it the rest of the way. Same thing. Straight axle, no power steering.
0: And this is also the era when going and buying a chassis was unheard of. You had to build 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 your own own stuff. Like, everybody had to build their own stuff, which I thought was great. I mean, I was just at the end of that era. So... For me, I thought it was cool because you knew who could build a really nice car and you knew who built pieces of crap. And when you heard about somebody putting a new car together, you were excited to see what they were going to build because you knew that they were an amazing fabricator.
1: Everybody had their own. Even if it was the same car, it wasn't the same. Mm -hmm. You know, when, when they started with the Pintos. Well, there was no Tim Pintos that were the same. We couldn't even build two Pintos identical. You know they look pretty close but just oh you put the body on a little bit different the next time or you know just something different and like i said i was fortunate enough again in 76 that's when i started working for freddie you know on the cars and all that and we built that car that scout chassis car in 76 and that's the year he won we won four championships that year finished second in the nation to jerry cook won 24 races You know that car, two cars, but that was the car here. It's in the other book. It's in the other book. I had so many pictures, (laughs) I didn't know what to bring in. You know Uh, what I'm saying? It's like, um, but yeah, that you know. So I was fortunate to to get to do stuff like that. You know, it was, uh, it was, and it was fun. Like I said, we built that was a winter project. You know, I remember laying. We built that car, and we brought in two scout chassis, Mm -hmm. and laid them on the ground, and then cut them up, and then measured, and then started building a hoop. And you know, and did this, tried this, tried that. You know, it, it wasn't easy, you know. A lot just, yeah, a lot
0: of it was trial and error of error. what worked Ted, and what didn't. Right? Back
1: to Teddy Wisnopsy when he drove for Billy Hour in seventy four or five he had these two identical black pintos. Beautiful. One became Wayne Anderson's car, one became Tommy McCann's car later on. But they were two identical cars. I mean identical. And and Teddy said, and then they built that car because the year before he had spent the summer with Richie and became and learned a lot because Richie kind of took him under his wing and th- this and that. And he came back and built these two cars the next year and did really well at Iceland, won the championship at Iceland. But so these two th- driving well, no, it was Billy hours, Billy hours cars, the black 16s. Okay. And then Teddy was driving. Okay. And like I said, they built these two cars identical, right? And uh, we're at Freeport racing. With you know, cousin Freddie and Teddy, they you know they grew up. You know, Teddy was another one of Freddie Harback's proteges mm-hmm. from day one, and they're at Freeport racing in practice because we used to race Freeport Friday nights, ice slip Saturday nights. And uh, it goes over. Teddy goes, "What the hell are you doing running the ice car here at Freeport?" Teddy's like, "What are you talking about?" He goes, "What are you running the ice car here for?" He goes, "How the hell do you know?" He goes, "Cause it's a quarter of an inch lower than the other car." And Teddy's like, this no, he goes, he goes, it is, how do he goes, because I followed that car, the Islip car, for a year and a half, he goes, I know that car. He goes, so he tells, but two identical cars, mm-hmm. and one ran really well at ISO, didn't run at Freeport. Mm-hmm. And the other one ran really good at Freeport, and didn't run good at Ice. And then Teddy said, he goes, We built both these cars side by side. He goes, never built two more identical cars in our lives. The gussets—we made a gusset for one car, we made it for the other—and he goes, they're two totally different race cars. Wow, totally different.
0: It's uh, just—I
1: know—it's amazing. And that's what was great about, you know, and it was because you hear guys talk about it's enough, and and it's also enough to frustrate the shit out of you, too. Well, you had, you know, that's why guys had cars back then that they ran for three years because that it worked and we built two more other cars in between you know richie had the same i mean richie used to run two, three cars but he had one same thing that ran just or ran so good at a certain racetrack kind of thing Mm -hmm. you know it's just just the way they were you know it was like i know that richie talked about when he first went to the coilover car he didn't never liked it because we ran torsion bars we always had torsion bar cars back then so his first coil over car didn't like it tried it here tried it there that are just torsion bars in the front end in the front right and we had leaf springs in the the back and we still had leaf springs but it was starting to go to coils in the front and he just didn't like it for some reason and something happened he went to Stafford and had to run the car couldn't run the other car right and that was it it was like you flipped the light switch wow this car was just, and then that became, and then went from there, you know. And then mm-hmm. so you started, but that's the way it was. That's the way it was with those cars you built, you know. No two were the same, even though they tried to be the same. Right. You know. Let's so. check out some more of these pictures. Okay. Now, this is your dad, right? Yeah. This is him yep. flagging these. We yep. got some three yep. photos actually.
0: If you can yep. clip that yep. on there and get yep. that up a little yep. higher. Yeah. Yeah. That is. First off, the one that you're putting up there, that looks so dangerous. Well, <laughs> I mean, he's got a full. That yeah. must be what? That, that's got to be 25, 30 cars yeah. heading for him?
1: That's the, that's the, that's a figure eight championship race <laughs> at Iceland. Now, wait a minute, it gets better. And then now, when you would talk to when Tommy Baldwin, right, growing up, and you talk to Park, and this and that, and guys, we'd start talking about my dad. And the first thing they say, he goes, I remember the old man. He goes used to figure flag them figure eight races. He goes he would run down to the X mm-hmm. and jump up and wave the green flag right. and run backwards, not turn around, backpedal. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what he would do. They, the first race here they would make him do the oval, but after that for some reason they would do the figure eight. Right. And then that's what my old man do He would run, and then what he would do he would start say here, and at each restart he'd get further down and further down and further down where. Later on, they used to do all the heat races. Mm-hmm. It was a show. Uh, Bruce Dalton, but, Bruce Knoll took over doing that yeah. for many yep, he years. Turns and, around and runs. Yeah, but you doesn't know what? Do, yeah, yeah, they got they've gotten
0: a lot faster since right. then, and and I t- but it's still not. But yeah, it, that's I it. would still want to protect my own ass. I don't care. <laughs> the, the guys like that, Bruce Knoll, Raymore Juano, yeah. your father, right. that would actually run onto sure. the track right. and then oh. run off backwards, oh. waving the flag at, as the cars are coming at you. That it just takes. Huge balls.
1: Well, at Freeport Speedway. He used to stand in the infield and throw the green flag, mm-hmm. and then run across the track after the that field I've went seen. by. Right. Yeah. You know, there was a lot of guys that used to do that. But there was one even crazier than all of them was Tex Enright. You Ever hear of Tex Enright? Oh yeah. He Used to flag at Middletown of Flemington. He'd stand on. They, the, used to call him the Creighton. Nah, I don't know if he can't. He was he he crazy crazy. On and, Indian. Well, interest. he was an Indian, right? Well, right. and then but he just he used to split the field and throw the green flag down on and got hit. Right. And and in fact, they said one time, my dad told. I said, what, Flemington or East Windsor? Somebody got in, clean out the flag stand with him in it, right? Mm-hmm. Gets out. So what are they going to do? He took a fifty-five gallon drum and turned it upside down and put it down in the infield and flagged the rest of the races for there. And they said he got knocked off it twice during during."
0: That's what I, my father told it's like, me. My father told me that yeah, yeah Tex Enright was. He would come running out on the track and in yeah. an Indian headdress. Yeah. They'd put a 55 gallon drum in the middle of the front stretch. Right. So, right. And then he would stand on yep. that stand and wave green flags as both rows would. Yep. You know how oh, yeah. you know, oh, fucking sure. crazy yeah. that is? Yeah, it was part that, of the show. That is crazy. And, and doing that weekly, Yeah, weekly as your hobby. Yeah, you know, exactly. Just, right. Yeah,
1: it was. Yeah, you know, we getting paid. Well, like fifty bucks a night is what he used to get paid. Man. This one here it was the bottom you, left. If, if you look, it's hard to look, but my dad used to stand right on top of the guardrail. So this was the first year they put the new guardrail up. You can see daylight under the guardrail. Yeah, it's well, amazing
0: parts didn't come flying underneath yeah, yeah. into the crowd.
1: Well, they did. We used to get hit by rubber if you sat right there and stuff chunks like that. Have been hit by but, but but oh yeah, there was times that stuff went through. But so he's standing there and my dad wanted to get closer. So you see he's standing on top of the guardrail. And then he was standing between the fence and the, on top of and the guardrail was only you know three inches wide. Yeah, no, I can see. And then it. the rebar, so he was using the rebar. So he had the track maintenance guy go weld the plate on top of it the following week, so he could stand on top of the and that's how he flagged the race. Wow. Well, what do you if you look close? It's hard to see with the picture there, but he used to st- his foot would stick over the edge. I can see it of the wall. I can see it right, right there. So right. he's standing out practice one day and feels this nudge and kicks his foot out. It's like, what the hell? He goes by and Freddie Harback goes by and Butch's blue 18. Comes by the next lap laughing his ass off, right? They get down with practice and my old man looks at the tip of his sneakers, blue paint on it. From um, Freddie's car? Yes. He winged my father's sneaker, never touched the guardrail, because my father's foot was probably standing six inches over the thing. So he goes in after practice, this was like the practice day, you know how they had, so he had so-and-so, probably race, go flag the, you know, figure eight thing, he went in and talked to Freddie, right, and he goes walking up, he goes, you crazy Dutch son of a bitch, right? <laughs> and he goes, what, you know? He goes, what? and he's laughing, and we're parked next to Charlie, oh, he's parked, we, Automatic Freddie Hardback um, Association, but Freddy's parked next to Charlie in the pits. So man, and he's laughing, and they're both laughing, and he goes, so Charlie's like, what, what the hell is so funny? He goes, he goes, look at the tip of Freddy's the Dutchess sneakers, and he goes, there's blue paint on He goes, I winged him, but not the fence. And he goes, I'll give you five bucks if you can do it again. And Charlie goes, I want a piece of that. <laughs> and it became a big game between the rest of them, between the two of them each week, who could get my father's sneaker and not clip the fence. My God! <laughs> but it was just you know, and then my dad would egg him on. He'd be standing there like this, and he'd put his foot out and go, and he kept he would move it back further and further and see how far back he'd get his foot, and they would could clip the toe of his sneaker and not hit the wall. You guys were the Wild West oh, back yeah. then, and telling, it, 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 really, it, yeah, it gets better. He'd go to Dover for the very first race ever at Dover, right? Yeah, 1960 on my dad's flagging. So he's up in the flag stand, and it's way up, and it's one of these things, and it's high up, and then, and then the flag stand was on what's now the backstretch at Dover. Mm-hmm. It was, and then he hated it because they had the totally enclosed, air conditioned grandstands there for the so horse track. He, for the horse track, yeah. that was part of the, the the allure of the thing. But my dad hated it because he had no audience, no crowd to feed off. It was quiet. So anyway, first practice comes out, and here comes Freddie, right? Comes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bowling by. My old man sticks his leg down between the guardrail. I mean, between the the, the you know the railing, mm-hmm. right? And points to Freddie and goes like this, and waves him on. And he points down to his sneaker like this, <laughs> and Freddie goes by like this. he goes no way. So he does the same thing with Charlie. He Charlie comes by the next lap and sticks, him. <laughs> <some person laughs> him off. He goes, nah. he goes if I get your foot here, he goes it ain't gonna be good, you know. Nah, <laughs> so, God. but that's what they did. They you know it was they, they had fun doing stuff like that. It I mean, was that crazy, was, you know. Like I said, Iceland, it was, it was part of the you know. Part of the show was... It was part of the way of life, well, it, right, right? Well, and Sonny Granger, who was the announcer there, mm-hmm. right now there was no radios back then, no radio communication because... So the flag man ran the show.
0: Mm.
1: Once you get on the racetrack, that was... You were in control, you know, and stuff. So, and Sonny was a great announcer, but he knew nothing about race cars, cars at all. I mean, he was a liquor salesman. But he was a what, carnival show barker. He knew how to keep the show going. He's the one that actually kind of, well... Charging Charlie, that was kind of easy, he called But he used to call Charlie Good Time Charlie, because mm-hmm. that the Zombeck family asked him to kind of back off on that one because it was you know, a little too much. You know. But he, hey, Good Time Charlie, you know, because they knew what was going on. But he knew how to keep the show going. So my dad, being a cop in New York City, you know, when you worked at jobs like that, you were privy to some really good jokes. You know, yeah, good one, bad one, but d- right. So dirty, that's a, dirty uh, humor. Well, but 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 good stuff. I mean, there was always good jokes going right. around, and my dad would feed Sonny Joe. He would each week. He would like if he hear a good joke, he tell him. So that's what, on the radio. You know, between the break and again. Hey Dutch, did you hear about the two guys that went? You know, my dad would like, and the people would, and the, and that was the show. The people fed off of it, and they, they knew it. You know, right. they got, you know, like I said, it's, I see those comments yeah. of people well, say. you know, he was the show. I mean, that's how you kept the show going, you know. Well,
0: it was, also what they <laughs> didn't have, too, was a full crowd of people with their faces in their cell phones. Yeah, right, also exactly. looking right. at the, uh, yeah. at, at, uh, you know, uh, at a lighted up screen. Yeah. All right, now these Let's two, two pictures we're going to put Second. up here. This is... Put, them up here in just a second. Now, this is Trenton, right? Yeah, and uh, hold put on, the, we'll put one here. on this side, you we'll put one on the other side. Let me take a look at this. Now, <laughs> this is scary looking, actually. It looks like a bomb went off at the racetrack. Yeah, but you know what? Here's the funny thing I was at Trenton just a couple of times in, in <laughs> my life as a child, and I remember this picture you Mm -hmm. know of seeing them coming down the front stretch at you that's pit road right Mm -hmm. there yeah not even on the racetrack that that one right this is my father's midget over here i mean trenton was
1: a badass racetrack mile and a half i mean but you could see this this is a mess this is the sunday before the very first race of champions in 1972 at trenton there was an allman brothers concert saturday night before the week before the race, and we go in there because when working the racetrack, we used to go there on Sunday to get all set. because Wednesdays they started signing in and all of that, and then inspections started early. Third, I mean, they used to start at midnight, they used to sign in at midnight Wednesday into Thursday morning basically, right. and then start a you know, hundred and something cars. You know, so they would start inspection at midnight.
0: And they would start like 50 and, uh, of them, right?
1: Yeah, 50, well, then was like 60, actually. Wow. It was 16 and 55, 50, whatever. Um, so we'd go in there Sunday morning. You know, We'd all go down because the parents, you know, they'd, they'd all get together. Yeah, have meat, but yeah, it was a big social hour. And and they were horrified. And they walked in and see. I remember we walked in. A rock was already there, Joe Gerber. And he goes, yeah, go take a look outside. And we were like, holy crap. So they're like, what the hell are they going to do? So I think that's where it started, but they got a hold of the local Boy Scout chapters around there and donated money to them, and they had them come in and, and clean the racetrack, and they, they cleaned it up by Monday afternoon, went around picking up all the garbage and stuff like that. But, yeah, they were like they were freaking out. They didn't know what, what the hell are they got. And the grandstands looked just, if not worse. Mm-hmm. you know. And My mother laughed at me. Like the big pile you see right here, well, that's the garbage can. And there's nothing... goes, all the garbage was around the garbage can. Right, right. It wasn't just, in the garbage can. It was just a pile. It was just, you know... Oh, my it, God. It, now, it, did you ever was, get the
0: race at Trenton?
1: No, but I have a better story than that. Okay. The following year, right? So this is 72, so 73. So now I've already... Learner's permit, da-da-da-da. Right? So same thing with S Sunday. So we get in there. We're like, oh, how's the track? No, the track's good this time. There was no concert the day before, right? So... And I'm le- I'm the only kid there they were all adults you know so um like I said so they would get in for their meeting and then now they were in the what was like the pay- the clubhouse it was like the payoff window the front ticket booth there was the main area mm-hmm. at Trenton right because it was really, it was like a fairgrounds it was it was awesome right so they were all in there hanging out and cocktails are flowing and they're having a good time so I'm like can I go for a ride can I take the car and then go ride around the thing I'm 16 <laughs> Yeah, go ahead. Right? I go, are you sure? No, 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 we didn't get there yet. So I'm like, I just, yeah, go ahead. I said, okay, there's nobody around, right? It's just No, it's just us. So I rode around, it was a fairground, so I'm um, driving all around the thing, this and that. So I get to the back gate, and the back gate is way down off the exit of turn four. Mm-hmm. And that's had a long, long straight, I mean, for a mile and a half, the straightaway was killer long, right? Right. So it was way down the end. So I go driving down by the back gate, and it's open. <laughs> I'm like, hmm. And I pulled my car, 68 Pontiac Cantolita. And I pull up and I put the front wheels on the racetrack and I look around. There's nobody around, right? And I'm like.
0: Hey, was this, after, uh, this by the dog a, leg on the back?
1: Uh, uh, no, this is off of turn four. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. You may have said turn three. I meant turn four. Okay. So it was off it of in and then you came down. So then that, that was the only entrance to the track. Is you crossed there and then everybody came down that long pit <laughs> road there, you know, and then pulled in behind the thing and they all, you know, um, that, but that's the only way across the track so I'm like uh, so I drive back I'm like oh, I better not so I go and I pull into the thing and I walk in the door and the parents are going at it no problem I mean the party's flowing right <laughs> it's like okay so I get back in the car right? and this is about half an hour's gone by 45 minutes you know so I go back in the car and I'm like I, uh, and I pull on the racetrack and I'm like alright and I take a lap right? <laughs> just driving around nice and easy I'm like Oh, okay. I pull back in, pull back to the front clubhouse. And I go in there, and they're, they're having a ball, right? It's going. I was like, okay. I get back in the car. Same thing again. Now I'm brave, man. I'm going, right? And I'm driving around the track, driving around the track, and I'm going. I'm going. up 68 Potty. I kind of lean. had a, what, 389 in it or whatever, something like that. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going down the front straighter. I remember the last time I looked, it was 110 miles an hour. I'm going by the front stretch, right? So I go into one or two, and I'm like, okay. Now I'm getting braced. so I come by the next lap, and I'm going like 120, right? Well, you know how parties are when they're going, and they're all having a good time, and for some reason, it gets to be a quiet moment. Right, a lull. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Well, the lull in the party came as I came flying down the straightaway at 120 (laughs) miles an hour, and I go into turn one. and we've been in enough street stock races, you hear roar, 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 as the car's going up the rate and I'm like, I was half scared at the time, mm-hmm. right? Cause I'm like going in the corner to like a buck, right? And the parents are like, I mean my dad, rock, Joe Gerber, my father, you know, whoever, all the whatever officials there, right? So I'm still going and they come back out and there's stand standing out of gate by the flag stand was right there and a rock steps out and I come whizzing by it about a hundred miles an hour and then gives me one of these and <laughs> points over the thing. Man, oh is he mad, right? So I'm like, oh I'm screwed, right? Is But it was awesome, right? <laughs> so I come in, right? I'm like okay, and they're like, they're, la- they're all laughing, right? Ray Singer, I mean, uh, Bill Singer was the announcer there, I mean, he was great, they're just laughing their ass off. He goes, all right, that's enough of that. He goes, we didn't feel like going to a funeral today. <laughs> Now, and, so wait and, we get in the car to go back to the hotel mm-hmm. right and now we just we just pulled in so we're there all afternoon and my dad's you know they're pretty good so we're getting in we're getting in the car getting ready to go to the hotel and my dad goes to my mom he goes didn't we have a full tank of gas when we got here <laughs> my mother's like she looks at me in the back and she goes he goes didn't we stop didn't we stop and get gas before we got here and my mother's like uh, no, no Dutch, you were going to, but we didn't stop. I had a quarter of a tank again. I burned three quarters of a tank again driving around. <laughs> How many place. laps did you turn turned? I had a lot. I'm telling because, but by, by the time I got a lot, I probably drove around a track for about a half an hour.
0: Right. But but what I find interesting about uh, Trenton was Trenton was an oval. With a right hand in the middle right. of the back straightaway, right. like you went down the back straightaway and then had to make a right, right. Yeah. because it was shaped. And like it was a, it, it was was shaped was, like
1: a lima bean. Yeah, exactly. It was bank fairly deep. The, the story of the story was it was the mile, and they wanted to make it a mile and a half oval. Mm-hmm. And some lady off the back stretch there didn't want to sell her property, so they could have pushed the whole back stretch out to make it an oval. So that's what happened. They kept the front stretch of the, the mile. The whole thing turned one and two, and then we got about three quarters of the way down the back stretch. Mm-hmm. And then that's where you made the right hand turn, and it shot off up in the distance. And then turn three and four it was banked like 22 degrees, right? And then the front straightaway on that thing was I'm telling you, if you look, it's probably like half the back stretch of Daytona for a mile and a half, right? It was, and it a, was just it was a big track, I it was awesome. That. I mean, that, to me, that's my favorite track in the world. Now, here as a kid, I'm working, my dad's working a track, I'm a kid, I work pit road stop-and-go sign for pr- during the practices. So I'm standing down at the end of that pit road here. I'm standing, like, right here. Right. And watching these guys zinging into turn one at about 160 miles an hour. Yeah, because that was the that fastest point kind of the of, track, yeah. in, well, down yeah, into right. turn one. And right. then those cars, all homemade, all, you know, they, they were um, uh, aerodynamically naive at that time. Yeah. You know, right. but the idea, well, uh, to me, they used to float down that front stretch. The cars just, just, that's the way they were. I right, mean, well, big th- blocks, thrower, giant, tight, right. The they were getting there, up. and th- that's the way that they see, and then they would just dive off into turn one. It was just, it was cool. So yeah, I used to stand, you know, I used to stand at the end of pit road and watch those guys zing by. It was just, it was awesome. I mean, I, like I said, again, fortunate. Right. To, do, to do all that stuff. And then the very first practice when we were there in, in 70 when we worked the regular Trenton races because mm-hmm. the first year we ran there was 70 with the modifieds. Right. Well, my dad, they had no lights. Well, my dad worked the dog leg. As the, he was the lone flag man with the caution because they literally couldn't see around I thought they the hung
0: a big uh, one later of them, on the I'm talking the, fir- the, fir- the first over the track yeah
1: later on but the oh, first okay. year there was nothing there was no lights oh okay so they had so he worked so he it was he said so I got to go work the second practice with him standing in the, in that dog leg and that was that was like because wow. those guys had no they didn't know what they were some guys would come off a two against the wall and straighten it out that way and be on the inside going into turn three some guys came all the way down to the bottom and would straighten the dog leg that way so they'd be on the outside going into turn three, and then some guys tried to shoot it through the middle, lift, whatever, and you know, that was so that everybody had different ideas of getting through there. Yeah, the dog and leg was, was something
0: I never saw. Yeah. Oh. It was wild to see. It, the it, funny thing is is that if you sat like in the grandstands, it didn't look that big of a right-hand turn, no, but if you looked wild. at it as you come off the corner or right. looked at it right. going into uh, that dog leg, it was a hard well, right you know, hand. Like you well. Well, I
1: suppose, when you drill, you come down that thing, you can't right? do that it any- went like this. You literally could not see the straight. You couldn't even see turn three. Mm-hmm. That's how. how Right. It was almost it was like being was, at a road course. Yeah, right. And, like, it, was, like, and it looks flat, but like, it was cool to want, like, watch Jeff you know how Jeff's Valiant. You dangerous that is,
0: though, with the way the cars are set up now, yeah, with the stagger they have run, with the left side yeah. weight. Like, There's no way they can make a, a right hand turn that hard anymore yeah. now.
1: Eh? yeah right Yeah, so well they would square them up I mean it's half oh, you know it depends on you know what I'm saying they would like what made them the guys that were so fast there were the coil spring guys because now you could put a heavy coil spring on the left side of the car because of that dog leg you know what I'm saying and, and not worry about and that was the whole thing if he went in and the trick Jeff Bodine was the one that figured it out that's why he was so fast there he said the trick and I've talked it, well I'm talking to Todd because I would talk about that car all the time and talking to Jeff the trick was to be able to come off a turn two and put it on the deck and not lift till you got back to the flag stand.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's ballsy. Yes.
1: And Jeff (laughs) was the first one to figure, you know, to be able to do it, and that's why he was so fast there, you know.
0: All right, let's move a little bit uh, forward in the career. Let's get to the spotting stuff. Okay. Um, You have spotted for a bunch of different guys over the years. You were telling me this one great story. I think it was about Brian Clausen. You got him his
1: first. Yeah, okay, I tell you, you, remember that story. Yeah, yeah. okay, yeah, that's, yeah, it's a great story. Yeah, yeah tell, me, Lauren, the, tell Lauren, me the Brian Clauson story. Lauren Rainier was um, great spot, guy. We've had got, him on the show. Oh, okay, right. Mm-hmm. So worked for Ganassi, right? Spotted for for Jamie McMurray, but worked at driver development deal, mm-hmm. right? And. Um, so we we're in, I'm spotting a eh, cup thing here and there, that but uh, doing some truck stuff. Right? So Lauren calls me up on Monday and he goes, "Car, you going to Gateway this weekend?" And I'm like, uh, I, don't, "I don't even remember who I was spotting for. I'm pretty sure it was the trucks that was running there, right? Because were probably trucks running with Arca, right? Well, Cup was out in Sonoma mm-hmm. that weekend." so he calls me up and he says uh, so you going to gateway this weekend spot i go yeah I'm, I'm doing xyz whoever it was and he goes you want to win the arca race <laughs> and i'm like um yeah you know i'm like yeah i'm gonna say no right i'm like yeah i said yeah what, what? he goes brian clausen's running um gonna run there in you know, a car in ganassi car this and that and uh he says uh I'd like you to spot for us there if you would he says I think you'd do you know do a great job he's gonna win he goes we're gonna be badass you know so I'm like yeah I yeah awesome right so go in there meet him Brian and oh my god what a great kid his dad um, I can't remember who was the crew chief on young guy at the time really great people so we had fun right so good badass car right mm-hmm Leading the thing. So, yeah, no, whatever. started up front, race is Races going on. Okay, leading. In, no, nothing crazy to do. You know, we just take care of them. Uh, come in. Saw your pit stops. Did whatever, middle of the race. And, oh, I can't think of her name. What was racing then? Uh, Ray Everhand's. Oh, uh, Aaron. Well, Aaron, 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 Aaron Crocker, was, was, then Crocker, she was Crocker. Now she's Aaron right. Everingham. Yeah. In in good yeah. stuff. And she's cool. Fast, we worked together at Speedsport. Yeah, okay. really sweet bad person. fast. Mm-hmm. So whatever restart this was right. Brian's on the pole. She's outside pole. Dropped. The, now you know how Gateway was, right? How long? long gateway the lanes. long ass. And then the Pace Car pulls off super early, right? Well, the Arcadeal. There was only a line then. There was no restart zone. It was just a line so you couldn't go before you got to the line and then that's when you had to go so you get to okay okay get ready get ready get ready okay go and he hammers it spins the tire she drives off right takes him 10 laps or so run i mean she drives off mm-hmm. takes him 10 laps runs it down takes the lead da, da 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 30 laps to go caution comes out again come in pit Whole deal, same scenario, right? he's on the pole, this and that, and it's you know, he's young guy, sprint car guy, you know, he a green flag, you know, young green comes out, man, just mashes, right. right? Sprint car races
0: are gas ma- uh, gas mashers. Same it? thing again, <laughs>
1: spins the tires, she leaves them, takes some ten to el- let laps or so to run them, run her down. Caution comes out again, so now we're down to like twenty something laps to go, right? And he's like. Oh, do I got to do, you know, this is, he goes, what am I doing? I said, just don't, just be a little easier on the throttle than just caution. Like I said, restart again. She beats him again, right? Caution comes out third time, 10 to go. And he's like, I said, all right, now, Brian, listen to me. This is what you're going to do. I said, when that pace car pulls off, right, I want you to pick up your speed. Don't drive Just keep steadily picking up your speed, picking up your speed, little by little, don't go crazy. Just just get to a more comfortable thing. And when you get to that line, I said, when you get a good, comfortable start, you know, you're only going to be going faster. I go, drop it in high and then step on the throttle and go. And he checked out. <laughs> Won the race. We come in the pits. His dad said, that's the coolest thing I've ever heard. He goes. And uh, later on, talking to him, I seen him. He never forgot that. And he used to use that on a lot of his restarts. And I learned that from Freddie Hardback and Frankie Schneider. Right, because that was something told, that you used to do, right? Yeah, well, because learning from them. If Frankie Schneider used to tell us that being on dirt, that he never, he says, I never restart in third, fourth gear. Don, no Don Gall. starts as we, he goes, high gear, let it go. He goes, I don't need to be breaking rear ends or trannies. He goes, even if I lose a spot or two, I mean, he was so good anyway, he was going to get them back. Mm-hmm. He said, but I never, you know, but, and he never forgot that. You know, and his dad said, that's the coolest thing I ever heard. Who else it's have you a, gone
0: to victory lane with spotting?
1: Um, the only one in that genre was Park Steve Park okay. Steve Steven as our Long Island guy Island Long Islanders know him as Steven I, I watched it, I watched him race go-karts on Long Island at 14 years old we used to bet on him for God's sake. yeah I mean, we
0: were watching him yeah, as a kid I mean, in, in mini-modified yeah you know, exactly. we had Steven on, we've had him yeah, on the I show
1: know. here well, I've seen the one a couple of years he had well, so many ago. great stories him and oh, Tommy Right, you race with and then well his stories too about Earnhardt are just fabulous you know but so yeah we won um so all those
0: years so all those years of spotting you went to Victory Lane with Brian Clausen and Steve and, and Park and Steve and that was it yeah. That was or it? in that, really? that
1: level yeah I never you know cuz i didn't have the but you look know at all the big name know, guys but, that you you you've But i had a for. lot of fun i mean Landon castle with just Hillman's deal we just would just cl- you know we we were that 15th place car you know so we had a top 5 or 6 we you know we had a great day Christ, we finished third at Talladega one year mm-hmm. you know it was awesome mm-hmm. that was you know so you had stuff like that. You had to take it, but you yeah. know it was. Was he the youngest
0: was, you've worked with? Who's that? Landon. Landon, was he the youngest? Pro,
1: well, I, I've worked with some other ones younger. And I, I can't really, you know, Ooh. which I liked. I kind of liked. Let me ask you a question. That, yeah. and,
0: and we've been posing this to a lot of the guests that come okay. in, and we're we're seeing guys getting moved up the the ranks quicker and quicker and quicker. What is the emphasis on moving kids up to the top levels of racing so early? I, mean, I don't know.
1: I think they well I mean we know the driving force is M-O-N-E-Y Money depends on how deep daddy's pockets are you know to get you in the better good stuff and all that but um, I guess they just figured the earlier you start in this stuff the more you learn the better you know you get into the X, Y, Z car whatever it is you have more instead of going go karts for whatever, and then getting into you know. I mean, look at that. Was it that heart tag kid at twelve years old running a modified? The, har- oh, Paulie the heart. Oh, poly hardware. rather. Yeah, right. I was gonna say. What I do you mean, think no, about it? Tw-
0: what do you think about a twelve? You come from I old school. <sighs> you ran modifieds You started in your twenties, right, right? You were twenty yeah, something years yeah, old. Yeah. What is your take on a twelve-year-old running a modified? I mean, I've seen him race before. Uh, if he's a talented uh, 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 kid. I get it. But I'm, right. tr- I'm trying to get other people's takes on it. Now, and I it's like the too, family. Uh, they right. work their I, asses oh, I off, and right. uh, the father it. is super cool. He's helped my brother in the past, right. racing quarter midges right. and stuff. But
1: I mean, I don't know. We're I'm, seeing. I'm I'm mixed. I mean, because okay, he if he is exceptional, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean, Jeff Gordon was real young doing whatever, and then they, but does it open up the door for the other twelve year olds that aren't that um, ready? To do that, or or uh, have the maturity. Apparently, maybe the kids. I don't know them well. You know. Apparently, he must carry himself with a pr- a decent maturity at twelve years old. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying that to be, you know, to be like. But you know, they're not. You know, they're twelve year olds. <laughs> it's right. like, you know, uh, uh, Timmy Fedorov told me a story. A spot for somebody, at Turkey mm-hmm. Derby was like about that young age. And they got into something like that. And he's like, what well, am I going to do? It? And he goes, you ain't going to get out of the car. He goes, you're 13 years old. going to kick the crap out of you. You know you can you know how you're a big man on racetrack. Right. You better be a big man when you get out of the car too, oh you know. Man. But yeah. And he was like, oh, I'm going to. He goes, you know, the guy was like 30-something and whatever. He goes, no, you're not because you're going to get your ass kicked, <laughs> you know. So I don't know. It depends on, you know. Like, don't it get depends. me wrong. I definitely think
0: there is a place for kids racing, right? Absolutely, there right. totally is. Yeah. Um, it I, it I And 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 don't and, you know? Someone like uh, uh, these, like these kids, some of them are exceptions to the rules because yeah. they're super yep. talented. Like I think Paulie Hartwig the third is yep. an exception to the rules. Right. Kyle Larson definitely an exception yeah, right. to the exactly. rules. Yep. You know, these guys have just incredible natural ability. Brent yep. Cruz is another one that you're going to be hearing a lot about right. in a couple of years, too, because just their natural ability. Right. But that's one person. Exactly. We, you know. We, we exactly. There's,
1: there's not. You know, diamond in a rough, as they say. You right. know, like I said, Jeff Gordon was a was <laughs> a. You know, like you said, you could see it. So you know, maybe this kid's got it. But I think others, maybe they'll they'll try it. Like other parents might have that. And then when their kids aren't even close, then maybe they'll realize. Okay, hopefully they'll take a step back and right. get, you know, get the thing. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I've watched. You know, I've been helping Tommy Ballman out the last this summer. With his, his two boys are just badass. Yeah. They're just great kids. A lot of talent. And play, as quick but, as they've caught on, too. Exactly. Oh, and he just... I was there because he was doing Legends cars with them, you mm-hmm. know, a couple of years ago. And he said, he goes, that was a waste because those Legends cars just suck. You don't learn anything from them. He goes, and I was surprised. When I bolted them in the Crate cars, he w- he was surprised how well... And then they both have been. But their maturity, you know, they got great parents, you know. Mm-hmm. Their, their maturity is just... They're, they're just a respectful... You know, we went we went to Carraway this year and uh, both boys in the crate car and then is Caleb Hetty that drives his Smart Tour car. Mm-hmm. Same thing, he's just turned 20. Another super nice kid, smart, um, like I said, respectful, right? Mm-hmm. So we go to the track, we had a practice session. And it was just the two boys. And they got all done at the end of the day and, and both of them, now Jack is just 20 and Luke just turned 17. And they get done and say, Every one of the guys. Thanks guys for coming out helping us today. I really appreciate it, you know. Da, da, da. So we went to the racetrack and raced same thing at the end of the night, you know. Now that the one night it's now Tommy and I had our little differences spotting wise. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, didn't didn't never at the very end was not very good at all. So anyway, so I helped Tommy, I, like I said, we modified stuff is great and, and that's history and who cares. But so when I was helping him out and we were going to Carraway that one race. Uh, he goes, hey, Carl. She so goes, you got to come this week because I clean the cars and help them detail them and, you know, along with Barry Cantor, you know, help him. That's kind of what I like to do, you know, and just help out. Just He's only five miles from my house, right. the shop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, um, what do you call it? So we um, go to the track and, and I, I says, oh, you coming this weekend? He goes, uh, yeah, yeah. He goes, um, you want a spot for Jack? <laughs> I was like, are you sure? It's like, you know, I love you like a brother, and I love your kids. I I go, yeah, no, 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 I want you to spot. He goes, I was like, I asked him like four times, he goes, yeah, no, no, no problem. So we did okay there, Cap, but then we went to Hickory, and Caleb won that night Mm -hmm. in the modified. Jack won the crate race. Mm -hmm. I spotted. Luke finished second. Right, badass night. It doesn't get much better than that when right. you show up with three race cars. Right, right. Jack's yeah. first win. Now Luke's already won two down in in New Smyrna. Smyrna and the championship. And the championship. Mm-hmm. Gotten that late Molly's been just great in it. You know, just trying to get the right thing. And uh, so, and we so it was just you know it's just great to win with him this night. So same thing that night. Both boys come over, thank you. You know, especially Jack's on the moon because he won his race. But still, and then Luke still thanked every one of us and Caleb. That you know, we were excited, won the race, and of course, now the boy's doing so good. But at the end of the night, he came over to each and every one of us and shook our hand and thanked us for coming out and helping. That's cool, you and know, it, it, that's worth more than anything, you know, And don't then,
0: get me wrong, I, you know, like I'm, I, I'm not, you know, against kids racing. I, I find myself having right, this balance. Mixed. Like it's I mixed. like watching one of the, right. I like watching these young kids running competitively and right. putting on a show. I don't like when I'm behind the wheel and I get cleaned out by one. Exactly.
1: Of them. Well, and that's what's going to happen, where if it does happen, like I said, if the kid goes on and has no problems, but if there's an issue, that's going to be the first thing. Mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Or if he does lose his mind because he's 12 years old and then he'll be 13 next year, because there's still. You know, you know, you think, you know, somebody mentioned that, talking about him. I think Finan had said it. He goes, he goes, at 12 years old, he goes, I don't know, I was always lucky I was sitting in the grandstands. I could keep track of what the races are going on, and this kid's on the pole at Riverhead Raceway, you know. It's just amazing. So, I, but, know. you know, if they're brought into, up to, you know, same thing. It depends. He's been brought up. He's around it. So I guarantee he's probably got a different attitude or aspect than most other Parents want their. Oh, he's super respectful too. Anytime right. I've talked to so him, he right. gives an
0: interview, and, and right. yeah, exactly. he's great, great. That's family. what I mean. It's
1: the upbringing, you know, and we all know that it comes from. The kids stem from their parents, mm-hmm. you know. If they're brought up in the, by by their parents and brought up right and respectful, but you know, we know, we know, we've seen those kids that have the money, and well, the parents are the same way. They think, well, I got this much money, you know, my kid deserves to be in this car. Kind of thing. Let me ask you one more
0: thing. We're getting close to the end of the show. we got to wrap it up. But one of the other things that I wanted to ask you was about longevity in the sport. Uh, You've been around for a while. Crewman, driver, spotter. Uh, You drove a motor coach, too, for a while, too. What is it that you have to do to keep that longevity in the sport?
1: Like Like we said, respectful. Just... Keep your head down. Don't be a smart I mean, I'm a smart ass, you know, but don't at the right, you know, be, be respectful. Don't, you know, like I said, I, I get to be a smart ass about stuff once I get to know people and I know my situation. But when you're doing it, you know, you just, you know, you, you learn. The biggest thing is learn from other people, listen to what they have to say. And I always say, when you go into a new situation, no matter whose it is, like I was taught as a young kid, there's three ways of doing things, because my dad being a cop and a Marine. And working for Freddie Harbacks and Norman Tosti, another Marine. Norman mm-hmm. was. It's three ways of doing things: the right way, the wrong way, and my way. <laughs> and whenever you go to work for whoever you go to work for, it's their way, right? And you, and then, and I would tell people that that would come help me. And I had a couple guys that started out, and I would say that I go, look, if I tell you to take the right rear off and bolt it on the left front, don't question me, do it. Mm-hmm. And then later on, you could say, "What in the hell were you thinking?" But that's what I am saying. And then I'll explain to you later why. And then you could say, well, that was stupid. You know, okay. But that's, and that's the way I look at it. So wherever I went, so whatever shop I go into, that's okay. It's your your ball game. whatever you want to do. Right. You know, instead of going in and saying, oh, I, I know better. And, you know, I could do this. You know, once you get to know whoever and then they know, maybe you know something or you know what you're talking about, then they'll listen to you. Mm-hmm. You know, but if you go right in and say, "Oh no, this is not," you know, and we do have that, you know, especially being a modified guy. <laughs> New Yorkers and law, we know better. You know. And we have a better idea of doing stuff. But you gotta, you know, you gotta flow with it. You know, you gotcha. gotta. That's the whole, that's the way I that's the way I figure, You know.
0: You know, I, I just <clears throat> I just lied. I said we're about to wrap the show up, but okay. I've got one more th- one sure. more uh, story if I can get oh, out of you. Okay, uh, Because and I almost forgot to bring this up too. Okay. But uh, you had shared it with me. Right. A- and uh, you had told me that your dad passed away the night you won oh, yeah the yep. night your yep. dad passed away the night yep. you won, won your my first, first race, race ever
1: yeah. Oh, tell yep. us that story. Okay, it's it's a lot of parts to it, but and and when I tell the story, like when I get talking to people and the YMCA I go to working out, um, you know, it's stuff like that'll come up and I'll tell and they're like, oh my god, are you you know, you all right to tell? Don't mind telling the story because it's it it just shows you. The respect people had for him and the love that's in the sport and, and we say that and, and it's it's a family sport uh-huh. and we're in tight close you know and it is I mean it just and that showed it so um, <laughs> we'd been at Riverhead the night before running our street stocks but we were called Grand Ams that night at Riverhead so we were like the show so my dad calls me up and we'd never done this before and he says Miller how are you getting to the track tonight? I said oh, I'm going out with Greg in the car. And He goes, now grab your helmet and your, fi- your, your helmet bag and your fire suit. And I'm going to bring you out to the racetrack like the superstar you are. You know, like Bugsy walking in. You know, that, that was kind of at was the end of the, driving yeah, to Riverhead. Yeah, right, we were going to okay. go out, stop, have luck. Never done that before, ever. Right, we go out to that that night, have a great night. Right, and I have a picture of us together before the start of the race. Last picture together, and just and then he went to Riverhead. And that's funny. Now all the tracks he's flagged, he's never flagged at Riverhead. Oh, yes. Never, right? And uh, But he went out there, and he had been to the track in a while because he was doing stuff with Stafford, and this was 1980. And he was doing stuff at Stafford here and there. So he went out there, and they went. He had a blast because, oh, Dutch, you know, I hadn't seen him in a while. This, they had him throw the green flag for the start of the race, right? So and we, so I had a good night, finished, whatever. I, I think Robin Volmore won. I finished second. McAlorney finished third, right? Mm-hmm. Great night, right? Started in the back had it so he's high, right? And you know, you have that feeling. I had it with my modifier and you're you know that win is coming. Right. You know, you ever had you you know <laughs> yeah. tomorrow night is our night. Right. You know? And we were saying we were saying tomorrow and he's like hey, tomorrow's we're gonna win tomorrow. You know, and like I said, my dad, you know, he had a race given to him. He never when I won my first heat race he flipped off the off the moon, right? So tomorrow night's our night. Yep, you're right. So we went home that night, stopped at a couple of gin mills on the way home, right? A couple of his spots. You know, Like I said, we had a blast. Never, just never did that. Gets home, so I'm still doing all this, the street stock. I'm still working on Freddie's race cars. It's Saturday. Saturday was get ready for the week, deal, you know, prepare. It's I slip. you know, we got to get everything ready. So a phone rings in the afternoon about you know, 1 o'clock or so. It's my old man. He's talking to Freddie. And he's telling, he goes, yeah, man, the kid was also last night, you know, and I could say Freddie's, you know, smiling, listening to my old man, you know. And, uh, and he goes, yeah. So he goes, hey, Dutch is on the phone. So I get on the phone talking. He goes, I had some parts we ordered for this new motor we were building, Boss 302, right? And there's another crying shame. We cut up a 69 Boss 302 Mustang for the motor. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. at the time you don't realize it <laughs> yes. right yeah it's yes, bad so anyway we had the parts for this that we were going to build this motor for next year right so he got the flywheel come in you know this and that it was aluminum flywheel you weren't supposed to have an aluminum flywheel so he's all excited right i'll get the parts tomorrow okay so we're talking so he says you know i'll be out there tonight he goes yeah no problem and he goes um um the last thing he said to me he goes all right miller and because it's being a cop that was you know it was a he said, all right, Miller, I'll meet you in Victory Lane. I said, you got to Pop. Hung up the phone. Got in his car and went for a ride. Car wasn't running good. It was having all kinds of problems, backfiring. The, his street so, car. His street uh-huh. right. And back then, lived on Long Island, Belmore. We used to take his car for a ride to test it out. He used to get on the uh, Wanto Parkway and go down to Jones Beach. There was the tower down there, and he would pay the toll. It was still up then. Pay the toll, and then go around and come back home. As soon as he pulled through the toll booth, the car erupted in flames. And they figured it wasn't running right. It had raw gas inside the car because they had to call me in and ask me later on what happened. You know, because there was things going on with cops then at the time. He just retired, and it was the car still ran. It was it was fine, and just the inside of the car was up in flame. You know, burnt. He burnt eighty percent of his body. Uh, died two weeks later. What? what so how did it, the car burst? Well, the that's what happened. So they called me in. Conway had the car and they were trying to figure out, and I looked down, and I still have it today, his cigarette lighter is laying on the floor, open. And I said, when did this happen? He goes, literally like five feet out of the toll booth. I said, I know, my old man. I said, car wasn't running, apparently it filled, I said, now does this make sense that it filled up with raw gas, you know, gas, because the car was, had exhaust leak, you know, the floor was rotted out, it was an old '70 Chevelle and they said it was running black smoke was coming out of the car when he was running he was trying to figure out what was wrong with it I said could it have filled up with gas fumes and I said I know my dad and he gets to toll booth takes a cigarette out lighter's in his hand takes the receipt back and flips that switch
0: and it went up and then they figured he didn't smell the gas in the car it erupted oh yeah I don't know Um. you know you've been
1: in the car you know how it is you're driving if it was you're not you know when you're riding along probably (laughs) we don't know you know that so anyway so now I go win that night and uh we have no idea naturally because this happened at like 6 o'clock right Right. Um, before, by, se- well, it happened right after. I mean, it literally. He hung up the phone and went in his car and went for a ride. Right.
0: This is before cell phones, before before nine one right. 9 one was 1980. ever invented, right?
1: right? 19, eh, it was still what? But, but so yeah, it was nineteen eighty. Right. So all right, so go to the track, go do whatever. And there's a picture somewhere, and I don't have it. It was like somebody personal. You could see me get out of the car, and I'm like, looking. I'm waiting. I'm expecting my old man to be right there. You mm-hmm. know. So the only thing I meant. So we whatever and we race to modify. So we're having a grand old time, right? My first win ever. I'm riding around the back of pickup trucks, right? You know, we're drinking, and this and that. So the track gets a phone call about what happened, right? Muriel, my mother's my my dad's wife at the time, called up, told him because in. Kind of gotten out. Was, Frank, was your mom Jill,
0: working at the track at the time? Uh, was she working in the booth? My
1: mom would no. She wasn't working at the track anymore. She quit oh. working at the track, and she would just come watch me. Okay. Um, a Yes, yeah, she was there because I have a picture of her in Victory Lane. So she was there that night. You know, okay. um, like I said, they weren't married married anymore. She met. He was married to this other lady, Muriel. Um, so she called the, 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 She got all the because this happened at three four o'clock. That da, uh da, da, took it to the hospital at six. You know, in Meadowbrook, in the burn unit, right? Burned bad, eighty percent of his body, oh. and uh, the only thing it wasn't burned on was like his his backside and his back because it's sitting in the car, right? And uh, sitting in the seat. So uh, she calls the track like eleven o'clock. By the time she got home and got settled. Called the track, explained to him what happened, and said, You know, he's in there. You know, does he need to, you know, we need to rush him there? It's like, No, it's settled now. You can't, when you're in the burn unit that bad, you have to wear all kinds of special. Right, you can't go in there because of infection. Right, exactly. So she's, No, you can't, you know, okay. So they explained it to Dot, that ran the office back then. So she gets a hold of a rock, Bob a rock, and tells him, Right, what's going on. Now, there already was something going around. George Wagner had heard. George Wagner. Modified, Long Island but yeah right but legend, Long Island yeah. Nassau yeah. County Highway Patrolman mm-hmm. right well apparently one of his buddies fan was in the grandstands and knew had heard the call and knew what was going on and told had told Georgie right this is after the race that, that yeah Dutch Miller was in a bad accident thing blah, blah 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 so it kind of a little bit So they tell rock O'Rourke. So O'Rourke's like Alright we gotta go get Carl And tell him So him and Walt Edsel, You know Big Walt Edsel, mm-hmm. Love him to death He's a great guy So They go Alright we need to go get Freddie Harback. Let's tell Freddie We'll tell Carl Together So Walt goes and gets Freddie Tells him What's happened So he should So Freddy's like Is there anything You could do right now And this is like midnight now You know he goes, is there any does he like can if he leaves right now, will he be able to go see his dad? Does he need blood? Is there something he can do for him right now if we tell him right now and he can go there right now? And he said, No, no, he can't like if he's gonna do anything, they can't even you can't even go and see him till tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Right? He says, Give the kid another hour. He goes, he just won his first race ever. Look at him as they're talking, oh we're riding around, you know, da 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 da. He says, so he says, just give him give him a few more minutes. Let him let him enjoy this and we'll go tell him. So Conway and them and hurt, and so they went and had found it. So him and uh, Freddie and Conway and and Wagner and them didn't get along too well at the time to begin with. They were not happy. They want you got to tell Carl. Yeah, he says, "Look, take care of it." He goes, "He can't do nothing. He can't go see his dad till tomorrow." Look, at the kid. You know, i was still. We're still. You know. Right. And you know, everybody knows me. You know, everybody's your buyer. Uh, yeah. Let him have his moment. Let him. Yes. Let him enjoy. He says, "We're going to change his world and and you know." in a half an hour just to give them some time so they were kind of yeah. so Freddie and Walt I'll never forget it. I mean they dragged me over by the not dragged me but called me over by the pit ramp and walked me up um, now you know I slept there you walked up the, the the main was the old drag strip there but to where the bathrooms were in the cassette that was the only telephone there was the telephone booth right there yeah. outside the thing So they walked me over there and there's nobody around and they tell me the whole deal and, you know, what was going on is, you know, so I'm afraid of Walt, reaches in his thing and pulls out a quarter and says, yeah, call Muriel and find out, you know, talk to him, find out what's going on, this and that. So I was like, okay. So, uh, call, she tells me, she says, yeah, we can't do, you know, nothing in this in the thing. We can, you know, go up to see him tomorrow, but it's not an easy deal. Now, Trenton's the following day, 19, 1980, was the last race at Trent, turned out to be. So I'm standing with Freddie, so I'm telling him all of this, so I was like, are right, these cool? So I'm, well, We're going to Trenton tomorrow, right? Because we were going to race Trenton. Freddie's like, no, you're not. No, we're not. He says, we're not not going to Trenton. We're going to see your dad. I'm like, "Ah, come on. I said, we can't. Come on, Trenton. I go, now I really feel bad. We're not going to go to Trenton. You know, my dad's a racer. He'd want us to go to Trenton and go Mm -hmm. do whatever. He goes, no, we're going to see your father. We didn't go. And he come, got me the next day. And me and Freddie drove up to the hospital to go see my old man. And uh, he couldn't so... You had to go through that whole deal. Like I said, you had to wear all the gear and this and that. And you went in, so just me and Muriel went in and they had him. And he was, I was like a mummy. You know, you, you had him tied down, the whole deal. So you're like, what do you do? Right. You know, what do you, how do you, so like the nurses say, just talk to him like normal. He says, even though he's, they got him in a coma because, you know, they scrub you and you so much pain. And um, he goes, just talk to him like normal. Just, you know, he can, he'll be able to hear you and understand you. So, just talked to you, so I'm like, what do you, you know? What do so, you say? Right, what do you say, you know? Hey, Dad, how you doing, you know? Right. And I'm, and all I could think of is, like, Pop, we won last night. Right. He went nuts. I mean, started frailing, arms going off, because now he's moving buzzers, alarms are ringing, he uh-huh. went, and this and that, and then, so he's going like this, you know, he's grabbing up his hand like this, and I'm standing right by the bed, and he reaches up And I'm like I just And I grab his hand And I hold his hand Like this And a nurse comes in And she's freaking out Right Oh my god You can't touch him no. This and that And Miro's like Leave him alone
0: Yeah
1: Just leave him mm-hmm. alone mm-hmm. Yeah And so now That was it Never got Another reaction Out of him again And like I said He was like And you and he even like Squeezed my hand mm-hmm. And I'm like Yeah we won man I said we won that First one finally oh. And uh and then that was it. And then he just and it was just his lungs were burning so bad. And but now two quick things. I know if, if you want to wrap this up, I don't want it to be forever. <laughs> it's okay. Paul McIlherney. Mm-hmm. This is what Paul McIlherney meant so much to me. That peck ahead, which he calls everybody, right? You get to be. Yeah, you peck it was a well meaning thing, right? Right. It was a term of enjoyment. So, yeah, right, exactly, which started by his brother, right? You if you were when you were stupid, you'd stupid peck ahead, then it became whatever from there. he Basically, every day, spent every single day with me through that whole time, that 14 days, because he died on the 14. Mm. We get, now he worked in, wherever he worked in, both our shops were in Huntington. You know, Joel's Formac shop was right there in Huntington, right? But he'd get done at the end of the day, and he'd call me or come see me, whatever, and we went some, had some drinks and talked about every single night for a month, like three, four weeks after this, because he had lost his dad when he was younger, and we talked, and he he said something to me that I've never forgotten. I've told guys like this that have that lose their dads. He told me something. He says, "You know, you're like, oh yeah, you know this and that." And He says, "Carl," he said, "Maynard, <clears throat> so Maynard." He says, uh, "As time goes on, you're gonna miss him more." He goes, "Because you're gonna go do something, and the first thing you're like, oh man, I can't wait to tell dad. You know what? You know, went of my first modified race. Are you kidding me?" You know, stuff like that. And then I never forgot and I always told and Paul said that he goes, he goes now because Paul said he goes, My dad never seen my racing career. You know, and he goes he would have absolutely been over the moon to right. see what I've done in racing and stuff like that. And this is only eighty. Mm-hmm. You know, he hadn't even even scratched the surface yet right. on what he did. But every, I mean, we were together, every you know, like I said, got together at some point. Had you had Dur- won,
0: had you had won a modified race at Islip?
1: Yeah. No, yeah. no, no. No, no. I was no. going to well, say... 84. Been... 84 was my first year, the year the racetrack closed. Well, I won it now, and I found this out later through Bob Copland, who was the statistician. Um, I was the first one, or the only one at the time, never won a modified race in their rookie season. Oh, really? Never. It had never happened before. It never, I'm like, never happened before then. At... Uh, and it was at Riverhead. At Riverhead. At Riverhead. <laughs> and I, but I was going to win the next night at Iceland, but we got rained out. Because you were on that hot... You were... We were... You're on that you, hot street. Oh, we knew, you know, you knew. Yeah. I was starting up front, you know, which helped, you know, da, da da da, the whole nine yards like that. But you know, I was like, oh, there was, was no stopping me. Well, we got rained out and ran the next week. Well, Al Hansen won the race and I finished second at Islip, uh-huh. in my rookie. You know, that was '84, in my rookie year. Gotcha. Which that would have been, but no, to I, be I didn't able get to win, to win.
0: at Islip. You know, where your dad flagged that would have been yes. just amazing. You know, but it was you Islope. won there in the streets. Like, yeah,
1: one three, one three or four there at, 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 at Islip in the streets, doc. Uh, God, Almost one after he passed away, that because now you're like the funeral and the wake and everything. It was just, that's the way of racing people. Like I said, the people that came, it was phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, dad being a cop and then being who he was, it was the people were in and out. I mean, it was dude, like.
0: I'm tighter with some people in racing than I am yeah. with my, some of my family yeah. members. So yeah. I understand when they exactly. say racing the, the, becomes a family. Yeah.
1: The, the races flipped out because when they had the funeral, they, being a cop, so. They bring them out on their shoulder, all the, the special escort. They carry the casket out on their shoulders, mm-hmm. right? So all our racing friends had never seen that before. And then, which I knew my old man loved because he was into, had the bad bagpipes playing mm-hmm. at the thing, right? The whole, put them in there. So now we take them. So we're in Belmore, right? Which you know is in like the middle of Long Island. Mm-hmm. We got to drive out to Calverton because being a Marine, buried them out of Calverton.
0: To so my grandparents are right. yep. There's like
1: 60 cars in the funeral procession, right? So we're driving out, going out to Long Island. So, and backtrack quick, the funeral. Jack Aroot, he was, because my dad was spending a lot of time up there at staff, and my dad got to know Jack real well. Senior. Jack Aroot, right. right. Jack Aroot, senior. Walks into the office on Wednesday, because the, the wake was Wednesday and Thursday, the funeral was on Friday. Walks into the the office on Wednesday morning, and says to the girls, "He says, I guess y'all heard about Dutch. He said, I'm gonna take a ride down to Long Island go see him. You can either come with me or you can have the day off." And he closed the office, and it was four girls in the office that worked the office all got in a car and came down with Jackaroot for five minutes wow. to pay their respects. That's yeah, it's gonna that's, that's you know respect. stuff. Then we go, so we're going to funeral. This quick because it's just it's hysterical. We're driving to getting off to get, you know, like I said, there's 60 cars in the thing. I'm driving one of my my dad's car, actually, second row back with my stepsisters. And I'm looking at the thing, and we're just getting ready to pull off. The thing is some traffic, and we're, you know, slow. You're going slow naturally. And I look in the outside. Now, the night before, Karen back came out, Charlie's wife and her aunt. I said, Charlie's got to work because he worked Northville, the truck, the oil truck, and he worked the graveyard shift. He worked midnight till whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Say nine o'clock in the morning, whatever it was. She goes, Charlie, want to be? He goes, he's going to try and make it to the funeral tomorrow because being a Calverton. It's like, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, you're a great. Yeah. So we're pulling off, and the traffic light because it's like 10 o'clock in the morning, whatever it was. And we look in the outside lane, way in the back, and there's this tanker in the outside lane, black smoke billowing out of the pipes. It's Charlie J. <laughs> and he's Ballard and he realizes because you know everybody's cars you know who's who and he, and he realizes what it is that it's us right and lays on the horn as he's driving by well i'm like oh i'm like I, you know it's a northfield truck you know by the time we got off there was a traffic jam it probably took us about a half hour or so 40 minutes to get to the gate mm-hmm. we pull up and there's karen in the station wagon and charlie in the front seat changing his clothes wow
0: that's, that you know, that's and it was just stuff, right? Exactly. It was what just, it is. It's, it, it's just,
1: and, and so you know, like I said, it, it's a good. St- but that, that's to me, like I said, that's just you know, that's the way it was. That's the way funerals were. You right. know, I mean, the IRA and M and Conway and M, they they had they're in the out in the park a lot, with the trunk open. It was an open bar having beers having beers and drinks and making <laughs> drinks and you know that's but, yeah, dutch and telling dutch stories is right. what you know yeah remember when the, you know and that's what, what it was it's know, what we
0: do it's what we we've, we've yeah. done over the years uh so now racing is just fun for you right it's just something yeah you're... i really
1: don't like i said i just i'm done done basically you know mm-hmm. and then this this summer and i don't know what's gonna happen now we know tommy's going through a tough deal right now but uh uh, Baldwin, mm-hmm. but you know, just been down. Yeah, you know, like I said, it just went down there. I, I walked in. It was this time last year, mm-hmm. and you know how everybody's Harry, right? And the, I, his old man started that. Right. So, hey Harry, this, and then you guys, hey Skippy, whatever. So I was always with that, right? So I walked in the shop, and he won the championship, right, with the owners championship last year, and won the Smart Tour championship, for the modified, right? for the modified tour. tours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I walked in the in the shop, and I hadn't seen Tommy in a while, and because his shop is right around the corner from five miles. So I walked in and go, hey championship Chip, Harry, how you doing? You know, and, and then just it went, I said, oh, you know, hey, I'm right here. And then, you know, there he only had like four cars in the shop or whatever. And then so I was like, Yeah, I'll come help you out. So I actually didn't get back there till um right around Christmas time last year. And he was getting there, I walked in the shop and there's eight race cars in there. <laughs> you know, my holy crap. You know, so I started helping him out and then talking, he was going to New he goes, Yeah, we're taking six cars to New Smyrna. Four drivers, you right. know, five drivers, whatever, you know. He had Doug Colby and the, yeah, it was just like, and I so I helped him. Yeah, so I've been doing that and, and helping him. Like I said, I love, I love his two kids and just helping him. So, you know, just was doing that. Just go down there, clean the cars up, and go to the track a couple times. And, and the funny thing
0: is, is it's still like a core of Long Island guys because it's, yeah, you know, Baldwin, Miller. You got Glenn Dixon yeah, working on the right. car too. Exactly. Like all these yeah, Barry guys. Cantor, you Barry know. Barry Cantor. I mean,
1: it's, uh, you know, it's... Yeah it's it's you know it's just it's fun you know it's always fun you know just something to do and clean you know clean the cars up go to track and still kind of stay involved a little bit what a life right yeah exactly it is oh I I, like I said I'm just lucky yeah I mean it does you know to do all of this, and like I said, isn't is half the stories. I mean, just well,
0: the, the best part is, is that you can come on a show like this and okay. share all these. Stories. Yeah, man, I mean, absolutely. anytime. We I mean, have is, had I was, you know, a lot was like of fun with you here. Today. I appreciate I mean, it. I could sit here and talk with you for a couple of hours. I, I, I appreciate longer, it, but uh, it was a I, fun I, I, episode. I Thank I, you for bringing all these pictures. Yeah, in. I was, these Pictures uh, were unbelievable, and I yeah. mean. Listen I, A picture's worth A thousand words you And know? I think we've probably Got hours of oh, stories yeah. Based on the pictures that you Like I said My here. mother
1: Like I said My mother took that But my She took pictures Like that You know People pictures You know At the parties And hanging out I mean Hold on You know Like I stuff. said Knowing the stuff I mean I looked I came across some pictures I'm looking at them I'm wondering I go It was Charlie Jazonback's 30th surprise birthday party
0: you ever thought about calling dick bergen and kind of
1: i've showed stuff to some the, of it. To well the i don't know what i'm thinking of doing is he he's got a deal i mean it's kind of good but like you can give them just give them your your albums like this mm-hmm. and they they keep them in the thing i'm like yeah i guess you know yeah at least it would be somewhere but they'd probably never get seen you know, what I'm saying, yeah, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be too bad if you can give them to somebody that'll kind of uh, maybe organize them even a little bit better. You know, I mean, it, there's just well, at some d- point so much.
0: At some point, sit down with somebody, tell yeah, them all the stories yeah, of yeah, these, yeah, and make yeah, sure you pass it off for the yeah. next generation. Yeah, Seriously,
1: yeah, I mean, they are. I mean, it, it's 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 great. You know, it's great stuff. we well, are definitely gonna call you some, to have you back. Yeah, oh, I Thank appreciate, man. Any appreciate anytime, Derek. That you know that. Great. I mean, this has been a blast. This is awesome. Thanks,
0: Carl Miller. The thriller yeah. joins us here. That's right.
1: They, Maynard we can get into that. That's another <laughs> That's what they used that's to That's another you. two hours, yes. Yes. But
0: Carl Miller joins us on the Derek Pernasiglio show. It was a lot of fun to have him on. The stories were endless. And like always, we want to remind you to follow us on YouTube. Hit that like and subscribe button. Follow us on our social channels on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at uh, RealDP Show and the Derek Pernasiglio Show. And be sure to check us out on Racing America, Boo, and Tubi. So like always, thanks for joining us. and We'll see you the next time. Bye.